and welcome to Game Brain, a board game podcast about our gaming group. I'm your host, Tom Donnelly, and uh, live in studio today, we have uh, two of my favorite people in the whole wide world. Uh, we have the man from Philly. We have the professor himself. Elder is here. How you doing, Elder? Hey, I'm doing good. Good morning. Yeah, happy about them Phillies. Um, don't care about them Phillies? Not so much. Don't care about them Phillies. Mm-mm. It's been so long since they've been in the World Series. Know, oh, man. I but fi- right. I, I know Philly is, is killing it on all the sports. Like I think They really are. The Eagles are. Eagles like, are 7-0. Are and oh, Soaring six high. 6-0, oh, yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's, a, it's an amazing thing, yep. you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. At the moment you left, they started doing really good. Exactly. Go figure. <laughs> <laughs> and also, my brother from another mother, uh, Paul Satach of the Game Breaker is here. How you doing, Paul? Hey, I'm doing well. Oh, yeah. my God. I have not been on the podcast with Elder in ages, and I'm like hearing him in my headphone, yeah. and it's like Barry White. Hi. <laughs> okay, this is what we gotta do. We're gonna do. We got the whole rest of the podcast is bases. We my can't name is Elder. Yeah, I'm. <laughs> it is really early as we record. Too, so, yeah. you know. Can't get enough of your love, babe. Yes. Um. And oh, and by baby. early, it is oh baby. Yeah. Uh. It is uh, uh ten forty six. So that's that's is that early? Is it? That's early for me on a Sunday. I gotcha. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. I don't. No judgment. Yeah. I I've been awake since seven. But, you know, I had my flu shot, you know, uh, on Friday, and I'm still having... Really? Yeah, and I'm still lingering. Like, it's just a malaise. And so, like, I woke up and I go, oh, you know, sleep isn't letting me run away from this. Uh, uh, it, was, uh, it was one of those things where, like, oh, the only thing that's going to make me really happy is, like, the podcast. And then, I, you know, and I realized that you were host, Tom. And- there you go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, a quick follow-up. Um, uh, given what I know about your lifestyle, uh, how can you detect malaise? Oh, oh! No! Yeah, that was real fire, Tom. <laughs> dark, 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 dark. <laughs> um, uh, so uh, we, we had a week off last week. We did not record anything. Uh, so we have two weeks of stuff to to talk about, but it's really not that much stuff because we didn't have as many game nights as we usually have. Uh, Paul, you were at the game night last week, correct? Yeah, we did play stuff, didn't we? We did. We did. Uh, my group played the game that we're going to be uh, talking about uh, at some length. We're going to be talking about Space Station Phoenix. We took it for you two weeks ago, but you didn't play that, Paul. Can you? I, I didn't. I played it uh, the week prior. Correct. And I've been pl- I'm playing it online with Matt and Ben, uh, and we'll have a discussion about that. I'm drawing a blank, Tom. Do you remember what I played? <laughs> <laughs> the, so many games. This is the insightful criticism uh, we look for and, that's right. and, and commentary. No, no, uh, I, 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 I think we played the, the name that should not be mentioned, Avalon. Uh, and oh, you played Food Chain Magnate. Oh, we played Food Chain. That was right. Yeah. Like, I've been Come play- on. I've been playing Food Chain with Ben for the last three weeks. So it all kind of uh, uh, blends together. It, he, is, he is very much a binge gamer, isn't he? Uh, which is Elder's uh, other alternative title. <laughs> Uh, nobody binges like Elder. No one. No one. It's not comparing the same thing. Elder you know? discovers a game that he likes and will not play anything else until he's got, I would say, forty plays and under his belt, and then still it'll be his his go to game for another couple months after that until he gets up to around hundred. Right? How many plays of uh, Ark Nova are you at? That was your last binge, right? 
Yeah, I lost count. It's over a hundred, dude. And I'm and and I'm over it now. I'm like, actually, but I do I do want to check out the expansion and the new boards. I have the new boards. Oh, oh yeah, oh, oh yeah. yeah. So uh, and the next out. time next time you're at a game night, we yeah. will we'll break those out. They look interesting. I like them. I like them. I like them very much. Nice. Uh, but back to food chain magnet. Yeah. Uh, so in the this uh, three week run that Ben and I have been doing, uh, we we had never played. Uh, with the ketchup expansion. Oh, yeah. And uh, we were playing with the new milestones. Milestones, right? That's what they're called. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the, the unalloyed success of the ketchup expansion is the milestones. Yeah. The milestones uh, take a game that is good but a little bit flawed and turn it into an absolute great game. And then anything else you want to add after that, it's all just bonus. It's all, yeah. But it's not the, the, the main draw. Yeah. It, it reminded me of... Uh, of Marco Polo in some ways, where you know when you first play Marco Polo, you go, well, here's the rules, and here's the game breaking, blah blah blah. Right. And like the milestones for the ketchup, where you go, like, oh, well, that's obviously broken. Oh yeah, and- yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, <laughs> wait a minute, I build this very, I the first employee yeah. I hire, I get one of the highest level employees yeah. in the game. I get the exact how, yeah. how, like, I thought this game was supposed to be balanced. Why are you doing that? And then you find out what the what what the marketing strategy yeah. gives you. You find out what and. Which is actually not that most evident, right? It's not evident until you play it. Some of the other bonuses and what they what they well, really well, add up to. When Ben and I were playing, we go like, "Okay, uh, we played with two people who've never played at all," and we go, "Okay, you should take this because this is the you know the it moves up to the the exact uh, the, the, the super VP or whatever." Yeah, the the executive vice president, yeah. which has ten slots and, under him. And so we go, "You should do this, and, and we'll we'll do the." Uh, We'll do the finesse game and play the the uh, what you call it the, uh, the the marketing trainer or no no no, no, no. We, we when we before that we, we learned about the ketchup like you know like we just play oh we'll just do the marketing and we'll see what happens and then like within the next two rounds we're like oh we are destroying these people <laughs> like like and we're not trying we're going like like just by the mechanics of it like we're destroying and we're talking about how it's a very interesting thing because I really love games that do the rabbit and the hare conflict Yeah, where uh, I'm a person, I'm a rush uh, player. Generally, I, I tend to play rush games. So like if you can extend it longer than my, my pace, you'll probably win. Uh, it, yeah. But the other and Trey is and Trey is the long is the classic long game. Exactly. Like he will, he, when he loses a game, it will or when he loses a game badly, it'll always because be because in his own words, I built this amazing engine that scored no points. That's right. It, it, it's uh, like we we are the extreme. Well, Dimitri is more extreme than than I am, but uh, well, well, he used to be. I don't know. I don't know if he is anymore. Mm-hmm. But uh, regardless, uh, so we're, we're just watching how like oh. This is beautiful tension that they they created, and I was like, oh, like you know, like I was in Florida when uh, the ketchup came out, so I didn't play it for like what is it two years now? Yeah, and, I was, and you guys were talking about it on the podcast, and I was going like, how how good could it really be? Really? Uh, and I was going like, oh my god, Crazy this good. is really really good. Uh, and then uh, who was it? it? Was me, Dimitri, uh, Mike Cannon, and his son uh, Joe. Joe. And what was really, 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 really amazing was Dimitri slow knifed me. Yeah. He he uh, like you know because Ben and I have a little more experience. We're 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 kind of teach teach playing, and then Dimitri does a move that is like I wouldn't say devastating, but it is it is completely aggressive at me and like completely disrupts my game. May I guess what the move is? You go for it. I'm going to guess that uh, he got in a price war. Uh, yes and no. So 
So Dimitri did uh, get the price manager, which brings down his price and blah, blah, blah. But uh, the... Or the, did he over-advertise? No, 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 no. Okay. Uh, what happened was uh, I had computed for that. And so we were tied and I was closer mm-hmm. or, or, or something like, like like We were tied distance-wise. Ah. But then like I was like, my eyes were on Ben. And I go like, oh, I need turn order, which gave uh, Dimitri the tie. And, and, and so he... he 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 stabbed me, and so like throughout the rest of the night, we call him Slow Knife. I'm going to get him a T-shirt that says <laughs> Slow Knife because the snow Slow, slow Knife penetrates the shield exactly. Or, or you could do the Batman, you know. It is it is one of those games that that it's a delight to watch people play their first time because they're 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 making they've chosen they've chosen to make burgers or they've chosen to make pizza and they're doing their best and they're putting out a little billboard and it seems like a normal game until somebody out advertises you and suddenly none of your burgers are selling and then you figure out oh okay i'll just i have to put more into advertising and advertise better and then i'm back in the game and then somebody drops the price of their burgers by three bucks and all of a sudden you're like oh my god oh my god the 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 levels of uh, of the different knives that you can stab somebody with in that game in a way that feels completely within the theme of the game, right? It's like entirely justified. It makes 100% perfect sense. It is as innocuous a theme as there is in board gaming and yet feels utterly brutal. It's, it's a, I mean, it's a masterpiece. Elder, what's your, what's your feeling on the, on the food chain? If I remember right, yeah, I, you've I, got a problem with it. Yeah, it's not. It's not, <laughs> it's not my joint. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it, is it's it because that, you're not into fast food. No, I, I uh, that's not it. It's not the theme. It's just yeah, it's 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 brutal in a way that I don't really enjoy. Yeah. Like I, I just remember and I remember you know, Jennifer is usually uh she, she has a you know, again, we've been gaming for an extremely long time. She's like one of the first people I met in a hobby. Yep. And um she has a pretty keen sense of what I what I like and what I don't like. Yep. And, I, and I remember her being excited about the game when it came out. And saying, I know you're not going to like this, but play it. And I played it, and I didn't like it. <laughs> like, I played with her and Bruce, and it was, it was brutal. It was like I, like I couldn't do anything. <laughs> well, yeah. I don't know if I would like, you know, I, I there are certain people that I would not play this game with. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just wouldn't enjoy playing with them. And it's not that I don't enjoy them or yeah. their company. Mm-hmm. It's just the way they play a particular game yeah. will make me not like it. And and. I think Food Chain Magnet is one of those games that you got to have the right audience for sure. You got to have the right group, and you and it's not always the interesting thing is it's not always evident the first time a person plays the, these games if they are going to be uh, the person that's going to interact with this, right? So it is definitely a not for everybody experience, but but I personally love it, and and, and I remember playing it here like relatively recently, about a year or so ago, yeah, with the catch up, and you did that, you know, what that super. You the, know, the BS C- thing, CEO thing with all the slots, and I was in the in your game just went like insane, and I was just like, okay, I, I don't, <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing in this game. But what I, Paul I is don't. saying is, is that actually didn't end up being that. It's it's yeah. still great, but yep. nothing in comparison to some well, of the other. Ways. Well, the, the way that I would see it is like, uh, and we were talking about how this, you know, because when we were playing, the two pers- people we we're playing with, they went, they're business school people, so th- they were just investing in 
infrastructure, infrastructure for for like for like uh, blitz growth. And we were and, and, and Ben and, I, are, and you guys are in the game, in the game, in the game. And ben and I are basically like this mom and pop shop. Goes, like, oh, can we afford a billboard to sell our burgers? <laughs> and so by the end, of, we didn't finish, but by the end of the game, like. Uh, this person had this beautiful corporate structure that made no money. She didn't make one cent. <laughs> and, and Ben and I were like, going like, Oh, you know, but, but, but then we were at this point where like, we're, we're slotted out. Like we could not grow anymore. So we had to like invest in infrastructure at that point. Yeah. So it was, it was just very, if, if you have not played uh food chain magnate, I, I highly recommend you play it. It is, it's, it's, it's kind of an astonishing game and you will learn whether or not you are, uh, you are like elder who, who is a, a great gamer and it's just not for them or for somebody like Paul or I, who there is something broken in us that makes us love that game so, so much. And, uh, but one thing to know is that the, Players, it's one of those games, there aren't too many of them actually, that you can control the length of the game. That you are literally doing, so, there's a phase in the game in which you determine how long the game is going to go. And, and that's a tremendously interesting decision with what you're talking about, Paul, yeah, with uh, the rabbit, uh, the, the hare and the tortoise. What I found interesting was that it seemed to be like the shortest splatter now. Like, you know, uh, like where, where I, I'm trying to think of another splatter that I go like, oh, like this is a three hour game. If if we play it, it depends like, it, it, if we play it like, you know, like you, it can be forced. Like, you know, people can determine like how much it, it's a group. Well, dynamic. We, we won't count bus and we won't count greed because I uh, think those are. Sure, but, but even greed, like, you know, I don't think I've ever finished a game of greed, but like bus. Uh, absolutely. You're right. You're, you're right about bus. But like, you know, it's it's pretty short. Uh, yeah. Uh, and, and, and lastly, and the ducks, of course, but we're not going to talk about the ducks. Go ahead. And, and lastly, the other thing I've been playing, thanks to Matt Robinson, like a uh, host of the podcast, and like you know, uh, my nemesis, according to this, is like he, like Marvel Snap, has just come up on oh, iOS, no. and and like at, currently, I am at level three hundred. <laughs> Whoa. I thought I was, that's, that's a, I that thought is I a binge like gamer. Oh, let's ask our binge gamer. Binge gamer, what level are you at? <laughs> I think I'm only at like 38 or something like that. Oh, right? yeah. No, no. Matt, I don't know if Matt 304 is where I'm at. Uh, I, I don't know if Matt knew he was doing this to me, but like he goes, oh, Paul, you should uh, download this and play. But like, oh we, I go, we, we can't even play with each other. No, but it's still fun. Like, you know, it's like uh, Air Land and Sea. See, see like, is that the Air, game? Yeah, Air Land and Sea. Uh, and I go like, well, that, that is a game I very much like. And so we're playing. Uh, or And then like day one, he's like 87 and I'm like at 34. Which, uh, which level are we talking? Because there's several different levels. That, that, here, so. that, that, oh. Oh, the one. Oh, yeah. the, oh, okay, so I'm 272. Uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> okay. so not, and not so. But then, like, you know, the next day, like, you know, I'm at 100, and he's like, oh, I'm only at 87. And then, like, I'm just, he just stopped. And then, and then, then he has the audacity, the audacity to go like, oh, yeah, I forgot how addictive a personality you, you have. Like, you know, that always surprises yeah. me. I go like, that is not what I need to hear right now. <laughs> yeah, it's true, but that's yeah. not what I need to hear. <laughs> he's like the guy that takes you to the crack den. And then, like three days later, like finds you there as he's just trying to pick up, you know, just a casual weekend score. Yep. It's like, oh yeah, yeah, I forgot that's that's what you, that's what you're like. All right, see you later. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, but Builder, have you been playing uh, Snap? Obviously. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, would you say three? You're at what? Three, three or four? Three or four? Yeah, I mean, yeah. He's, I mean, at, he's at two seventy something. Yeah. yeah, no. So like, it, it, it's, yeah, uh, it's it's it is crack. Absolutely. And I, like, at, like you know, when I first started playing it. 
you know, it's like Marvel, which, you know, I'm like really in, you know, MCU and stuff like that and always been a a big Marvel fan. So it's like they do a good job of taking care of the characters and the cards. And I think the themes for a lot of the powers make a lot of sense. And it is very simple. But I'm playing the game and um, I'm like, is this even a game? Like, what am I doing? Like, I'm like, like winning everything. Like, I'm winning every match. It's like just seems really easy, really simple. And then after about a week or so, then the the, the curve meta, hits. The meta starts to happen, yeah. yeah. And people start figuring out. I'm like, well, like, because I'm looking at. It, I'm like, why did you do that? Like, there's, you know, you like, if you played that card there, you, there's no way you could have won. So I'm like, snapping your ass. I'm getting the yeah, no, no, snap, snap. You know, and then then I start getting beaten. Then I start seeing the combos, and I'm like, oh man, yeah, this is. It, it, you know, for how simple a system it is, it's it's actually getting pretty. Yeah, good. no, it's uh, it's it's excellent. It's excellent for as far as like Candy Crush dopamine hit. Like it's you know, so fast. Oh, it's three minutes like, compared to Hearthstone. Three minutes. It's like three yeah, minutes, and it's like yeah, I got to play another one now. And and, and 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 you can play twenty in an hour. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I've done it. <laughs> Do you know why in the high roller rooms at every mm. casino, Baccarat is the the game of choice? Mm-mm. It is because it has the most hands per hour. That is it. That is it. You are addicted to a slot machine, you guys. It is no, 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 no. I, no, I'm not. Horrible. You're not. No, no. This is this is completely different. You 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 don't understand, Tom. You 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 don't understand. I guess I probably just don't understand. Tell me again how you you can tell when you're under malaise. <laughs> um, mm. Then this week um, we had a we had a game night. We had a very interesting game night. We played yeah. a, we played a little uh, a little uh, game that shall not be spoken. Mm-hmm. Uh, we played a little Avalon. Oh, that, that that was uh, that was one of your best games in a while. I think. Well, thank Probably. you, sir. Like, uh, where I was like, oh, this this is this is. This Tom is his best form. Yeah, <laughs> uh, with a game that we, we don't talk about. Well, uh, really? no, we can when we can when there's something notable, yeah. and I'm not sure if it was entirely notable. But uh, so I was Merlin, and the problem is, is when I'm Merlin, I, I have a much higher chance of people guessing that I'm Merlin. So I had to play a very particular kind of game. It was a um, it was a dramatic reenactment of an Avalon game in which I was uh, pretending to be somebody, pretending to be Merlin, but wasn't Merlin clearly. Yeah. And uh, and my uh, my my trusty Percival mm-hmm. sitting right beside me. His yep. name was Elder. Yeah, yeah. And we crushed. We destroyed. Yeah. And Paul, being a basic blue, started to realize what was going on and started the pantomime up fierce, fierce pantomime. <laughs> you got to convince me, Tom, about Elder. You got to convince me. It was good. It was good. It was good. We put on a show. And he keeps staring. Paul keeps staring at me. Giving me downstairs at the table. Like, what's going on with you, Elder? I know something's going on. And it's a seven-player game. That's it. It's just that we did we had this seven-player. So there were three people who had to guess between the the four of us and the three of us. Jake didn't count. uh, Jake and Jake was (laughs) and and Jake was harsh but true. Jake was Jake was eliminated by them quite on. So there was only three, and I came in third. I was the least likely to be to be Merlin in that uh, in that scenario, which was a a wonderful a wonderful wonderful game. That was that was a lot of fun. My my favorite part was the um was the beginning was the because I never know like about the signaling thing. Sure, sure, sure. So that I was able to like I was like, yeah, I just I knew I was signaling you. Yeah. You got it. You did it. It was clear. Nobody else caught on. I told you who the two the bad guys, guys, who the three bad guys were. You guys were. Yeah, yeah. And it was like, yeah, I was like, all right, we're game on. Let's try this. Let's do it. It was a lot of fun. Um 
And then a couple of people had to leave. And uh, so we had five players and we pulled out a game that has not made it to the table very often. Mm-hmm. We pulled out Archipelago. Archipelago. Um, Archipelago. So yeah. let's, I, I wasn't there. So Let's say a few things. First, I have never played a game of Archipelago that I did not enjoy. And yes. enjoy quite a bit. Yeah, this is true. I feel the same way. Um, I have also never played a game of Archipelago that didn't, in some form or fashion, kind of break down at the end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm not sure. In some way. I'm not sure we've ever played a game where we said, oh, yeah, that was great. I mean, you could have won. You could have won. No, no, no. There was always two people that the, the way things went, there was just you were never in it and you never had a shot. Yeah. And it, it's a very interesting uh, uh, situation with that. Um, and then the other thing was we started noticing, like, what are the odds a game like this would be made today in 2022, Elder? No, like, not a chance. Not a chance. Not a chance. We are. We are. Well, trying- why is that, Tom? Well, <laughs> well wait, no, wait, Elder. Why is that? <laughs> there are three meeples that are keeping track of the state of the archipelago throughout the game. There is a gray meeple, which says the number of natives that are uh, you know ready and willing to work. They're down. They're yeah. down for the cause. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's the white meeple, which represents the amount of player characters that are on the map. Oh, so, so the white people are the players. Col- uh, yeah. Colonizers. Yep, it's true. And then there is the black meeple, which we, which almost everybody in the game, and in, in many games, everybody in the game, is trying desperately to keep down. Keep down the black meeples. Keep down the black meeples. Yes. Make, sure the, make sure there aren't too many black meeples in the game, because right. that is trouble. They are going to rise up and end your game. That is quite literally (laughs) what we were playing. And we were just marveling last night as we were playing what is is an otherwise... for everybody. Otherwise a very enjoyable game. We were having a great time. It has some very interesting mechanisms. It's kind of cool in a lot Mm. of different ways. And every time we had to move a white or black meeple, we were just like... Oh, what are we doing? <laughs> what, are we, what are we doing here? Why are we still doing this? Um, and I don't. And the problem is, is that thematically, it's very solid game. Mm-hmm. It's a very solid thematic game. So how do you address the the the, the problem uh, without throwing the baby out with the bathwater? I don't know. It's a little. It's a it's a tricky situation. Well, sure. like put it in space. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, you could do that. Um, <clears throat> I think that's the that's the whole point in the game and why I find it interesting and why I wanted to get it back on the table. I, yeah. Like it popped into my head, into my game brain, uh, you know, a week or two ago, some somewhere in there. And then when we're looking for the five player game and it's just sitting there, I'm just like, yeah, let's do that. Let's see. And I feel like it's it's actually more of a experience than a game. Yeah, I agree with that. You know, because it's really not about winning. You're like, you know, you're kind of doing stuff. But it's really like when you think about, you know, user experience, right? And if you think mm-hmm. if you think of a of a game design from the design standpoint of, you know, like again, when we, when we teach game design, I think there's a, there's there should be a lot of focus on what's the as you're designing, what's the experience that you want the player to have when they're playing it? That what do you want them to be left with? Oh yeah, and I think that's I feel like that's the point of this game is like you, you want to feel dirty, you want to you want to you want to feel something when when that slavery card comes out and somebody you know buys it and you know it can benefit you to use it and yeah. you know what I mean like yeah. and 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 yeah every time you touch those meeples 
you want to have that feeling like, okay, like instead of glossing over colonization, like just we're dealing with it head on and, you know. So you play it like it's the cost. Yeah. 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 I mean, there's, there's, I suppose like, you know how when a movie comes out and it transcends what the director has, like, you know, uh, famously would be like Night of the Living Dead. Yeah. You know, uh, casting, you know, the main character black like a lot of things were, you know, are now perceived with that. Although uh, the director claims that it was just colorblind casting, right? And so, like you know, so does this game become greater with uh, with the current context, cultural context? Like you know, because at, at at the time, like you know, when it first came out, I don't think that was discussion in the zeitgeist, and we just played it like as it is, like you know. Yeah, I mean, I I think that. There is nothing in the rule books. There's no mm-hmm. there's there's no cultural context to it. There's nothing. It's so it's not addressed in any way, which leads me to believe that um, that maybe the designers weren't quite so well, cognizant. Well, well, of what I, I'm, doing. I'm not saying like the intent is irrelevant, right? It's what it has become now. Like like right. like as Elder yeah. says, like now. I, the way the elder just pitched it, I go like, "Oh, I'd be interested in playing that." And I've never been interested in playing Archipelago, but like the to, to play it in the way that elder has framed it, I was like, "Oh, this might be very interesting." I, I, I don't, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I don't know. I, I mean, we also have to recognize that it's got uh, some serious endgame problems. It doesn't yeah. uh, the the cards that score points. Now there is a way to play where all of the secret victory conditions are known from the beginning uh i i would want to play the game a, a few more times with that in, in that mode and see how it plays uh but it will take away from the game something that is kind of one of, one of its more fun and more unique aspects right 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 having, having the hidden you know the hidden goal versus and it's interesting like i mean that that could be a topic for a future discussion like hidden goals versus public goals and you know i think a lot of a lot of euros um uh, well, Ark, you know, Ark Nova sitting over there handles it in, a, in an interesting way. Yeah, but um, a lot. I think a lot of current Euros have both, right? Like you have you have the public goals that you're kind of racing for, and then you have a couple of your own private goals as well. Yeah, and um, the private goals are are never <clears throat> going to be more than like a ten percent boost on your score, right? Right. right. Yeah, they're they're not gonna gonna be you know game breaking, but but That's, important, but significant in a tight game. Yeah, yeah, and and. Um, it's funny when when we mentioned that at the end about like making all the the public. Then I vaguely remember when I very first was introduced to the game. I think that's how the players played, mm-hmm. and I and I kind of feel like from that vantage point, it was more satisfying because everybody knows what's going on. And yeah, the, but like you said, it also takes something away as well. So it's a it know, does a balance. Um, you know, and and listen in our new format. We could talk about that topic right now. If we want yeah. to. I mean, I, I think that uh, Arkanova does it dead on right because Arkanova tends to be a fairly close game, right. and how well you're able to leverage that end game uh, condition uh, <clears throat> oftentimes is the difference between a win or a la- loss. But it isn't something that people are you know people have to be paying attention to. It's not something that has to be a focus, um, which is an interesting thing because in some ways. The best hidden goal uh, games are where part of the game is watching what other people are doing and trying to figure out what their end game goal is. Mm-hmm. Right? That's the that's the higher level end game goal uh, point score. So I think 
and and while because generally what that means is that when the end game goal is revealed, everybody scores that. Toi, toi right. has the has everybody has a it's something that is going to score points at the end of the game. There are eight of them, and we're each game you're going to play with three or four of them. Right. And uh, paying attention to what other people are focusing on, like why is he getting so many flags? Why does he? Why is he? You know, taking care of so many wall missions and 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 ending those, and you're like, oh, I think he has that. It, it would behoove me to, with whatever little extra action points that die that I don't know what to do with, boom, focus on that, focus on that, and get those points. Um, I, I think Twa is amazing in that regard because. It really does. It's not the main thing that scores points. You're still scoring the majority of your points through um, normal play. Um, but a large boost can come from paying attention to what other people are doing. And, and it increases that player versus player, right? I'm, I'm sussing out what you're doing, where your head's at, what you're after. And I like that very much. Well, uh, Elder, let me ask you this. Yeah. I, Tom does this. Do you do that? Do you... Uh, when you're playing a game that has like a hidden, uh... well, <clears throat> I'm, I'm glad you asked that question, Paul. Um, so I think it's it, it can go a couple different ways, right? Like, so if that private goal, when revealed, becomes a public goal for everybody, mm -hmm. then what Tom is 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 saying makes more sense for you. Me as a me, well, me as a gamer, though, I'm probably not mm -hmm. not putting that much energy into it. I'm trying to focus on what I'm doing, especially, you know, again, depending on how much experience I have with the game. If I like really, really know the game, then I might have the, the space, mm -hmm. you know, consciously to do that bit, a bit more. The other way it could go is your private goal is, is still only scoring for you. Right. And then the counter is, okay, like I know, like, so I'm thinking the the example of this is, is Mad King Ludwig, which I've been playing yeah. the new tricked out version, which is very cool and has some extra stuff going on with it. Yeah, Maddie, Maddie brought that new copy and oh my God, that thing is, I want to say overproduced, yeah. but it is gorgeous. It is. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. All the art's updated and everything. And, and again, it's a great game. Um, uh, so you get those objective, those uh, private objective cards. Yeah, and now the, there's some the, uh, utility room cards. Right, the utility room cards. And a lot of times in the game, you'll know, like, oh, you know, there's no... And, and again, it also has the public uh, goals that everybody is mm -hmm. is uh, racing for, which you can, you know, clearly count every round and say, okay, well, I got to get one more sleeping room if I want to get first place in that and like mm -hmm. that. But um, if that's not a public goal of sleeping rooms and you see somebody stacking up on them, then you know... Oh, he's going for that. And like, so right. do I want to, you know, and, and a game like that, it benefits you because if a sleeping room mm -hmm. comes out and you're the master builder, you're like, okay, well, normally nobody would care about this, but I know Tom wants sleeping rooms because he's stacking up one of them. So I'm going to put that up in 10,000 and see if he's going to pay me. Yeah. Have you noticed how many circle, circular rooms Paul has? Right. I think he's got the bonus for that. So guess what? We're yeah. going to, we're going to make that one really expensive for him because I think he's, I think he's. Pot committed to at yeah, this point. He's got game. the money. Yeah. You know, everything's public. Yeah. Everything's out in the open. So you really can if you're paying attention. Yeah. It, 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 and I like uh, I like games where they do that. The games that um, uh, <clears throat> maybe not mandate, maybe not demand, but games where there are mechanisms that uh, benefit players when they pay close attention to what everyone else is doing. Because 
it's it's so easy to be just staring at your own personal board, your own personal map, thinking of your own personal move. And as you said, Elder, in the early plays of the game, that's pretty much all you can do. But the quicker you can lift that head up and be and be watching what other players are doing and interacting with them, it becomes a, for me anyway, it becomes a much richer experience. Right, and that's that's one of the the group's kind of like complaint about games, right? It's like we we tend to not like games that are multiplayer solitaire. We there's Although no, I think we have people who really enjoy that. Okay. You know, Matt, I, I'm not one of them. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Matt, Matt doesn't care for people very much. And so mm-hmm. the multiplayer mm-hmm. solitaire is... No, is Tom, good. he just doesn't care for you. <gasps> oh, 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 oh. It's out there. Whoops, sorry. Yeah. It's okay. It's okay. Uh, we'll we'll okay. cut it out. <laughs> Listen, I, I know it's, it's the disease talking. Yeah, right that's, now, right, that's right. That's right. It's the disease talking, <laughs> you addict. All right. Um, <laughs> Um, so this is a, so so let's let's switch topics now. Um, there are Essen has come and gone. Yep. We know what a lot of the big games are, but there are some games that we haven't talked about that have gotten a lot of uh, conversations. And there was one that came up that I don't even think it was at Essen. I don't, I don't know if it was at Essen, but it sounded interesting to me, uh, and it's getting a little bit of a little bit of buzz because uh, Shut Up and Sit Down did a little mini review of it. It's called Turncoats. Uh, actually came out in 2021, and Matilda Simonsen, this uh, wonderful um, Swedish game designer, this is her first game, uh, designed it. Her company is called uh, Tilda Matilda Games, and she is the sole proprietor and the game maker and the only person, she's the only employee of the company. And what it is is you get this little cloth bag, and when you open the bag, the bag becomes the map, mm. and there are just these a few little cards and... Uh, these glass circles, right? The glass cubes. And what it is, is it's a super distilled version of The King is Dead. Or you could say a simple distilled version of Pax Pamir or, or any, of the, any of the Pax games to some degree. Um, what it is, is you're going to, the board is a map, and the map will be seated with, I think, two, uh, two gemstones uh, in each space. And there's uh, three colors of gemstones. And then you will get a handful of gemstones that you pick out of the bag, a, a certain number that everybody has. And you can look at your gemstone and see what you have. Whatever you have the majority of, whatever you have more of than other players, uh, if that color wins on the map, you win the game. Right? But the whole game, there's only four actions. One action is take one of your things and put it on the board. Right? So, and that could change the majority of this region or that region. Right? Uh, thing number two is the negotiation action, which is you show everyone one color, you put it back in the bag, and you draw a new one from the bag. Okay? Number three is put one on the uh, – there are two special spaces on the map. And what they do is – one is you put one on the map, and you can move pieces of that color from one section to an adjacent section somewhere else on the map. And that section that you put that one in, that also is the first tiebreaker because there's going to be in this game with very few pieces a lot of ties, right? And if you win ties, boy, you could you, that could be the difference between four some sometimes four regions in the game, right? And uh, there's one other one which is the second tiebreaker, and it does another thing, but it's, it's super super simple. The interesting thing about it is that there's no mechanism to get more uh, crystals. No mechanism whatsoever. So almost all the mechanisms are a net loss of one or no no reaction whatsoever. And the the way the game ends is if all four people in a row, 
and this game only plays with four players, no fewer, no more. Um, if all four players in a row choose the negotiate action where you put a thing into the bag and you pull another one out of the bag, if all players do that, then you open your hands and you resolve and see and, and see who won, which is really interesting because the whole time you're trying to think, do I have the most? Am I currently winning the game? And if you're not currently winning the game, the only other option is to further reduce the number of the number of bullets in your gun, as it were. Um, I feel like you're in this mode right now where like you're enjoying games that cannibalize, you know, the, the, the engine. I, I love that mechanism. I yeah, really no, like, do. Like, like, like you, you've, we talked about bloody in, we're going to yep. talk about space station Phoenix, but like, I feel like right now it, it, it's, it's your, it's your hot topic right now. Ooh, Ooh, I, I, I love this. Uh, I love this cannibalization. You, you got to make that decision point, blah, blah, you know, yeah, that, which is a perfect impression of Tom, by the way. That <laughs> <laughs> was oh, so good. It's so good. I mean, uh, I was like, I thought, what, did I just say that? Oh yeah. yeah. But it seems like 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 the, it has that aspect that you're liking right now. Yeah. Well, listen, the hobby has a million engine builders where you mm-hmm. become more and more omnipotent by the end of the mm-hmm. game, and then the game ends because it's round ten, or the game ends because we're out of cattle or whatever, whatever the thing is. It's such a common model. We've seen it so many times. It's great to have the opposite of that, where. What it is is it's a dwindling list of powers, a dwindling list of decisions, and that creates a direness, right? There, there's scarcity is a powerful motivator in, in a game and a powerful emotion to experience in a game. It's interesting because, like you know, David Gilson, like you know, a decade ago, was talking to me about a game he wanted to design, and you know, it didn't matter what the game is, but like uh, the idea was basically as the game progresses, you're getting weaker and weaker. Mm-hmm. Like you know, like you're you're using your stuff. And at the time, like, you know, I think we concluded that, like, most people don't like the feeling of getting weaker. Like, most people want the power fantasy of getting stronger. And so it's an interesting thing now, like, uh, like this trend, because maybe we're sick of that as, as a hobby. Maybe we're sick of, uh, of just power fantasizing. It is power gaming, right? And, and, and now we're, we're more in a, in a balanced mode where we're going, like, oh, we have, like, like there's, a, there's a, trade, a trade-off kind of thing. So, like, you know, it, it's interesting that you say that because, like, I, I can see some of the trends happening that way. And it's different than, you know, than what classically uh, or what was fashionable. That would be that probably. You, Elder, in, in, in video games, or, or it's usually, it's, it's almost the exact same problem, right? It's usually uh, you building up more and more and gaining levels and all that sort of stuff. Can you think of any examples in the video game world where it goes the other way? No, not, not currently. And, again, I think that's... Um, even I've I've heard complaints about um, you know games like League of Legends, right, which is still really popular, where like people are kind of like tired of like okay, you know, the, the build up, right? You yeah. start off simple and then you're getting the you know the powers and and, and like that. Um, and then you think about what's one of the other still huge play patterns is is Fortnite, which mm-hmm. <clears throat> the crafting there is more. You know, it's not the original way I think it was in, intended in the original design, but it's really more of a um, of a uh, kind of dexterity mechanic, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, throw up, you know, some structure so you, it shields you, or so that you can jump off of something and leap down and make a kill, or or something like that. Right, it's um, like tricks, and, and it is, it, and it is dwindling in in the terms of of you know you do that gameplay of uh, last man standing where you start off with what 100 people and then you, you know 
you down to just that one. Right. Right. So not not the same thing that we're talking about, but kind of interesting in, in the, in the dynamics of it. Yeah. 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 I think it's kind of related. As opposed to like, you know, two different teams that are building up and, and it's, and it's like you said, it's a countdown. It's like a certain number of rounds or a certain number of kills that ends it. Sure. You know, um, but as, as we were, we were talking about this, it kind of like the, the thought that came to me was, I wonder if this is a, one of the impacts of, of the pandemic, right? Mm. And that everybody was living these very, I know I was living these very different kind of lives pre-pandemic, running around grinding, you know, spending insane amount of hours working, you know, going to all these places, driving all over L.A. Mm-hmm. And then you have to like, you know, all of a sudden, like not do all that stuff and your life becomes in a way a lot simpler. Oh, right? yeah. That's and, interesting. And, and then and then kind of recognizing that, like, yeah, maybe I don't want to be that busy all the time. Maybe I do want to spend more time like not doing anything. You know? The the reaction to grind culture is a yeah. very interesting development in mm-hmm. this, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Isn't it? Um, it, it? Yeah, I had this conversation like 15 years ago with somebody because um, there was this indie RPG design, like TTRPG, tabletop role-playing game uh, design thing called Game Chef. It was totally in the indie community, and what it was was they would give you the ingredients. They would say, okay, your game has to do blah, and, and has to be around about this, and has to do this. And they give you those three things, and then you have 48 hours or something like that to design a role-playing game. And you know, super short, you know, two or three pages, maybe four pages tops of what the game is. And for one of them, I designed something that was and the anti- D and D game, right? The, a game that was you were get you were getting weaker as the game goes on, um, and to explore that. And so I set it in the theme of do you, do you guys know the movie DOA do you, uh, with Dennis Quaid? Your poison. That was the remake one. Sure, that, that was the remake one. But yes, it is uh, the DOA. The idea is is that it is a murder mystery in which the detective is the victim. Right. He finds out that he's been poisoned. He's got about twenty four hours left to live. And he has to figure out who poisoned him in that time, which is great, right? So this is a group of people all have been poisoned and they have to figure this out. And what was interesting about it was some of the things that you would do in the game is you would tie up loose ends. Like you would try and resolve your 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 problems with your your estranged daughter and all that sort of stuff. And and they would give you like one-time bonuses that even as you're getting weaker, even as, you know, it used to have six dice of strength. Now you're down to only two dice of strength. And can you still figure things out in time um and the very same conversations that were they were talking about about do people want to play that do people want to do something where you're getting weaker and weaker and and i was like i was i was saying there is something to horror movies work this way Mm -hmm. right the final girl is about going from the safety in numbers to uh, to an elemental everything is stripped down and you have only this left and can you survive when you have nothing, right? As opposed to the hero's journey, as opposed to Star Wars and all the other things where, you know, Neo starts off as just a normal dude before you know it, he's flying, right? And 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 there's, there's that progression. I, I think that our storytelling, especially horror storytelling and things like that, has always been about breaking down as much as it is building up. And I think as long as that's part of our storytelling, I think there's no reason that it... it there's no reason that if it's pleasurable in a storytelling sense that it can't also be pleasurable in a game sense. I, I would say, like, you know, 
when you when you think of horror, at least today, let's say movies, you know, today, I think they're despite you know despite uh, being uh, a wide range of horror, like there is a theme that is popular, which is basically you know some kind of scare, you know, adrenaline hit. Uh-huh. Whereas, uh, and I think the the structure of like you know of that you're describing like you know from like uh strong to weak in movies like tends to be uh you know incidental at least for my hot take uh to the main goal which is which is thrills uh and you know in, in a lot of horror movies like you know not all but like you know like uh the ending is not what you want it's the the goodness of a horror movie is is the thrills right mm-hmm so like so in this way like you know I think if you could make a diminishing game but like the thrills are still there I think that's possible but like if you just have like here you are I'm 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 you know I'm strong and then I'm getting weaker it would really require like people wanting that experience the idea of like you know getting weaker uh as the experience to to play with cuz like like you are a person who enjoys uh uh larps and you are a person who will go into a LARP, and I'm pointing to Tom. Uh, I, I don't know. Although I imagine I don't know how you play LARPs. Okay, Elder. Let's let's be clear. Elder has G has not only played mm. in LARPs, but he has been a GM in Iocane Productions LARPs mm. several times. Yes. He is a he is a mm. seasoned expert. But you know, you, you will you pick roles that are not obvious to uh, to. The power gamers, yes, right, like, and, and so, and, but that's not that's you are somewhat, I won't say atypical, but like you are, you are less. I'm an outlier, for e- sure. exactly. Yeah. So, like, you know, so I, I, I don't know, like, you know, I don't know if people, if I were to play a game, like the only time, the reason I play games uh, is so my my fellow players feel sad, right? Like, sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, so, so if I'm getting weaker and weaker, and every and I and I and I pound them into the ground. Just a second before I die, I win. But I'm broken. <laughs> I'm broken. Well, uh, let's, let's bring up uh, Battlestar Galactica. Uh-huh. Yep. Is a game in which we get weaker over time. Is it though? Oh, yeah. I, like, you know, uh, the, the, you go from the, at the beginning of the oh, game, sure, sure. Yeah, there are uh, no, yeah. there, uh, you uh, could go uh, anywhere, uh, you can do anything. Uh, fair, fair. I, I, I'll concede that. Yeah. Uh-huh. And you become, and situations become more and more dire. And, that you know, as a play experience, it's fantastic. We based our our Battlestar Galactica LARP over the feeling of that, even mm-hmm. though none of the mechanics are are the same. Uh, you know, and Elder, you were who who were you in that game? Yeah, so I was. Um, I played this um, uh, technology mogul, I guess, uh, who was. Um, you were a presidential candidate, weren't you? Was I? Yes. You were one of the three people that they were voting on as to who would be the new, oh, new president that's of right the colonies. Too. I forgot that that aspect of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I had this. Uh, you know, this was kind of like early days of of VR. So I had this like this cool, what I thought was like the one of the cooler games, like a spaceship simulator. It, which was, kind it of, was awesome. Kind of perfect, right? Um, and it, we were using that to. We needed. Um, new fighters to to pilot the ships. Sure, and so we were using that to train cadets and give them more ability in the, in the game. And they people had a great time with it. Oh, it was huge! Yeah. It was huge. 
But yeah, yeah, that's right. You were you were a presidential candidate mm-hmm. in, in that game, and it came down. There were people people were were suicide bombing each other to right. to prevent the the election from going certain ways. Uh, no relation to what's going on right now in our yeah. country. Yeah, uh, but it, it was one of those those things that there was a an increasing sense of desperation in the game that made it work. That was that was the thing, and to some extent, that is. The reduction of options, not the increase of power. No, like, like I, I, I totally believe that there is a format that can work. The question is, like, is there an appetite? That's the, that's the yeah. question that I have. Right. Like, because, uh, because maybe you know, like, there are like Archipelago was, you know, has a different context now. Right. And yeah. so, like, and so, like, is there a context now that where people <laughs> go like, oh, it's more fun to play with less than to, with more. I, I don't know the answer to that. Right, right. I, 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 is it is it right? And to me, I would frame it just: is there is there is there joy in desperation? I think there is. Yeah. I, I think the yeah. question is like their appetite. It's like you know, right. here, yeah. here. what Elder says is is dead on right, which is is what is the game experience that you're that you're having, and the follow up question to that should always be: why is that fun? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, inside job is another game. So, so that by the way, that was uh, that was our talk about turncoats, <laughs> mm-hmm. which is uh, by the way, it's uh, forty euros from uh, from Europe. I don't know if we'll be getting any copies, but I think uh, you know it, it. It's a very simple game. It's something worth at least checking out on the Geek. It's a very interesting thing. Um, inside job, I'm just going to talk about for one second. Is a game that came out of Essen and has a lot of people kind of buzzing about it. That they said, okay, what it is? It, it is the crew. With a trader mechanic, hmm. and always love a trader mechanic. So many people said, "But how can you do the crew with a trader mechanic? It's just gonna, it's gonna fall apart. It's gonna fall apart." And people said, "No, it doesn't. Fall. Not only does it not fall apart, it's fascinating. It's really, really fun." So it will be coming out by Cosmos, so the same company that makes the crew. Uh, keep an eye out for Inside Job, which would be uh, kind of interesting. Uh, and then, last but not least, the, the last thing I have, kind of on the news end of things is that the hot games for BGGCon, and I have some bad news about BGGCon, I am not going to be able to make BGGCon this year, after all. Uh, So Candice will be our lone representative, uh, but hope to get a lot of information from her. Um, They they gave out the picture of the hot games, what are going to be in the hot games room, which was uh, pretty much the only place I spent a lot of time in. Uh, at BGGCon, and it's a lot of the com- it's a lot of the things we would expect. So, Great Western Trail, Argentina, Woodcraft, uh, Sky Mines, Cat in the Box. We mentioned Ben was uh, standing pretty hard for that. Hamlet, Weather Machine, Starship Captains, Autobahn, Carnegie, Teletum, uh, Terracotta Army, Revive, uh, Lacrimosa. A-, a lot of the games that we were talking about. Uh, the couple that I wanted to bring up that we didn't really talk about. One is called Heat. Um, we are not really race gamers, right? No. We're not really race gamers. But a couple of years ago, a game called Flamme Rouge came out, right? The, the, the um, um, what's the bicycle race? Yeah. What, what's the one? What's the famous one? The, Tour de the, France? Yeah. Tour de France. Yeah, we. Oui. Thank you. Merci, monsieur. Uh, the Tour de, it's kind of a Tour de France uh, type of bicycle racing game. And a lot of people were saying, uh, this is different than every other racing game. This is actually this actually has good decision making, really tough tough uh, uh, problems that'll that'll be presented over various points. It's it's great. I never played. Did you ever play Flamme Rouge? 
No. M- maybe once, but I remember it was on a table somewhere. I can't think of if I played it or yeah. not. I don't think so because I don't. Great. We played a race games. Yeah. yeah, great, great table presence. Almost all race yeah. games do. Yeah. Right. Like, mm-hmm. like you look at Formula Day and any map, and it's like, oh my god, that looks like so much fun. And then you play, it and you're like, oh, that's not fun. Uh, <laughs> uh, listen, some people. I don't want to yuck anybody's yum, but I. And yet. Uh, and, you know, <laughs> uh, uh, I'm allowed to have an opinion. Yeah, fair, fair, fair. You are you, you are allowed to have and, and that's an what, opinion, and, and it's an opinion that that my friend Elder shares with me. So uh, anyway, Heat is a new game by the same people that put out Flam Rouge, mm. and it is getting quite a bit of buzz after Essen. They're talking about it like it is like somebody solved racing games for Eurogamers, like they figured out how to make it work. Uh, with the idea being that it is card play, which always is is much more interesting than the Formula Day, which is just roll different size dice. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is a card management game. It is kind of a deck construction game in a lot in a lot of ways because you're constantly battling heat. There, it, it, so at the end of every round, you can discard a certain number of cards from your hand, but you can't discard the heat cards that have built up, which are going to gum up your hand super fast. The only way you can do that is by gearing all the way down, like way mm. down to first gear or second mm. gear, and then you can start to get rid of those. And I'm like, oh. I'm like, I'm, and picturing in my mind, that is a pretty smart idea, right? Because do I limp ahead to the next curve where I have to shift down with the with right. all of this heat in my hand, or do I bite the bullet and, and do it now, and then I'm out of sequence? And uh, I don't know. The moment I heard that, I was like, oh, "I swore I would never play another race game, but I might have to play. Uh, I might have to play Heat Pedal to the Metal, uh, is what it's called. I don't know. I don't know. What do you think, Elder? Could you be tempted back to the back to the I, genre? Yeah, that you don't like? for, I, I would try. I would. You know, I've used the game to try anything once, right? I, I, I sure. At um, you know, I think I, yeah, I was at Strategicon for a little bit. The last you know big con that we have here in, in L.A. and um, like for Labor Day, I think it was, and I and it was on the table. Somebody had a copy of it, mm-hmm. I think, and and was playing it. And it was that I remember that conversation. Like I thought, like you know, I walked by and I'm like, oh, it looks kind of cool, but it's a race game, so I'm not gonna pay too much attention to it. And then, but I was like noticing the people who were playing it were like more seemed like more like kind of Euro gamers. It seemed like there was something special about it. Mm-hmm. I just didn't investigate, but that makes perfect sense. You yeah. know what you're saying. Yeah, I mean it, it's a it's a large uh, it's a large hill to climb for me, mm-hmm. right? And I think for you too. Yeah. Um, but hey, there's always another way to skin the cat. Paul, have you played any any of the race games? Sure, but like you know, it, they're all not not. I I'm like elder where I I don't break it up into a game where I go like, oh, this is a race game. I don't like this. You know, it's just a matter of like, oh, is it is it singing for me to not or not? Like you know, mm. uh, and so uh, I mean. What you describe thematically worked for me, uh, and I would try it, but it, it neither excites me or dis-excites me, which is a word that I've just made is up. Is that a word? It, it is now. Uh, so, so we'll see. Uh, he's, he's losing cognitive ability. Paul, you got to get off the sauce. No, no. This is, this is, give, this is, give us your phone. Give Elder your phone snap. right now. <laughs> snap. That's right. <laughs> Paul, you're in a safe place. Discard. Okay. Wolverine <laughs> returns. <Okay. laughs> Elder, will you please read your letter of how Paul's behavior has affected you? <laughs> um, and then one other thing is that there's a game called Deal with the Devil that mm. is going to be out there. I'm not sure. Did we talk about that on the on on the pod? I'm not sure if we. It sounds vaguely familiar. I think uh, we may have mentioned it, but 
it's a really interesting looking game. I don't. You ever have one of those games where you look at it and you hear about it and you're like, oh, that can't work. Mm-hmm. That, that has been. That is. There is a graveyard of of tries to make something like that work and it never does. It is a heavy Euro game in which there are, are four players and two players are playing. Um, oh, this is the game that is only four players only. I apologize when I talked about uh, when I talked about turncoats. Turncoats is not four only. It's a deal with the devil. Uh, two players are mortals. One player is a cultist, and one player is the devil. And behind your mat, um, the humans, the the mortals, have three soul tokens. The cultist has fewer. And the devil has none, but the devil has a lot more resources to start the game, right? And that's essentially the, the the way the game is set up. And then you're playing the game, and you can choose to do things the good way or the evil way, and you're sort of tempting yourself to lose those uh, those soul tokens, and the devil gets stronger when you do that. But you don't know who each other is, and there are these inquisition phases or something along those lines where there are several times in the game when you can guess who has fewer than two soul tokens and if you guess correctly there's a huge penalty for that player um and i'm just like can that can that work because if it if it can i mean it definitely becomes one of those things where can i not watch the things that are happening on the board and instantly determine that yeah how how do i not already kind of how do you not suss that out very quickly right but the reviews are coming in and the reviews are saying that it's really quite good and gosh I guess it's another. Somebody is moving social deduction into a heavy, a heavier euro space, and I don't know. And that works all the time, hundred percent, hundred percent of the time. It works twenty percent of the time. And and that and this is our Essen review episode. <laughs> well, no, uh, we've, we've actually talked a lot about Essen games, but we wanted to talk about like some of the games that we haven't uh, uh, talked sure, sure. about in Essen. Uh, should we talk about the game that we came here to talk about? Sure, sure. why Let's not? Do it. Space Station Phoenix. Uh, I gave you a pretty good preview two weeks ago. Uh, but let's get into it. It plays uh, two to four players. Um, having played it at uh, three and four, I think it's much better at full player count. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would put it. I would put it as a firm medium weight game. Yeah, it is. It, it is not uh, by any means heavy, uh, but there's a lot to figure out in the game. Uh, your first playthrough, it'll it'll keep you it'll keep you busy. The idea is that uh, first contact has happened, second contact, third contact, fourth contact has happened. There are four alien races, and uh, we want to build these space stations because they can't survive in our atmosphere. Um, and these space stations are going to have sections where uh, three of the alien races can exist. The blue aliens can exist in the blue sections, the pink and the pink, and the brown and the brown. And then there are the gold aliens who are just very adaptable, and so they can exist in any of the uh, the other sections. And there are, of course, humans that you can bring up from Earth. Uh, the game has, you have nine ships that you start the game with, uh, five basic ships, and then you're going to be drafting two medium-powered and two very high-powered ships that do your actions better. Uh, and then uh, person by person, we are going to go, and each person is going to take their their player piece, their worker, their sole worker in the game, and they're going to move them onto a ship, onto one of your ships or on one to your competitor's ships. You are going to pay the resources necessary, and it's always uh, gems uh, is the is the lingua franca, the or the the currency of the of the realm, uh, and then you get to take that action. And the actions are fairly simple. There's an, an action in which you build a section of your ship. It requires a lot of metal in order to build a section of the ship. Uh, 
There is a thing where you destroy one of your, I'm sorry, build a section of your space station. Uh, there is an action where you destroy ships. And you're literally, this is what we were talking about before, you are literally cannibalizing your own options. You are reducing the number of things that you can potentially do on a turn. But, it, but that generates a lot of metal. A third thing is you can go on an expedition to Earth, in which case you're rolling dice and you're getting resources, resources that are very hard to come by, like water and food in space. Uh, you can also get steel, and you can also sometimes recruit astronauts, but uh, they're going to cost you a little bit to get. Uh, then there is the uh, talking. There is the trading with the aliens, which is going to bring aliens to your space station, and sometimes uh, switching resources one for another, that sort of stuff. And then finally, a diplomacy space, in which case you are taking a diplomacy action, which is going to basically move you up uh, four different tracks that is going to give you bonuses every time somebody else takes one of those other four actions. Um, and that's the basis of the game, really. What you're doing is just the maximum number of space station sections you can have is nine. You're going to have three of the one color, three of another color, and three of another color levels, one, two, and three, respectively. And the levels become more expensive as they become bigger, and they also uh, unlock bigger and bigger benefits slash powers slash income. Um, yeah, there's an income phase, but we don't really need to talk about the income phase. The only thing interesting about that is that it's not something that, okay, now everybody takes income. What it is is you are out there taking actions until you basically essentially run out of money or run out of options, in which case you take a uh, uh, an income turn. Uh, your income is pretty much the number of ships you have plus anything, any occupied spaces on your space station that reveal other uh, other income. Um, given that description, uh, my first impression was that this is a, this is a fairly, this is a fairly involved game that has a quick move from incomprehensibility to totally grokking it, right? Mm. It's like, there's a lot of symbols. There's a lot of things to look at, but the moment you get that, it's like, oh, I get this game. I understand this game. And I like quick adoption. I like a quick move from... Uh, it being difficult to assess, to be to being it being grokkable, especially for newer players to the hobby, moving them from the you know moving them from Seven Wonders into the heavier games. I think uh, a game in which it looks very hard, but after one round you're like, oh, I think I think I understand largely what's going on here. Uh, it's it's just a confidence builder in general for 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 games. Um, I like the, the, I think the theme is pretty good. I don't like the artwork particularly, but eh, it's, 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 it's pretty good. Elder, you are, uh, I'm not convincing you, am I? Well, I mean, so I'm just thinking about what you said in terms of grokking. Like, I think there's a, you know, arguably a pretty big gulf between, I understand the rules of this game and how to play it. Uh -huh. And I'm grokking it like i'm yep. like you know really because i did not have that experience of grokking at all like i i kind of you know like i got it um and it and it does have that like yeah it looks very complex and then you know once you again start playing it after the teach yeah it's like you understand how that, it's not terribly complicated how the game works right but yeah like you know the the advanced fattest uh, uh the advanced strategies are really figuring out how you're going to win the game or get the most points based on the combination of what you buy and, and your actions and so forth is, is a bit different. Yeah. Um, so toward that end, the 
the understanding of the mechanics of the game yep. being being easy. Um, the, the are there a lot of games that you can think of where the full grokking of the game, like oh, I get this game, comes very quickly. Because it because the better the game to some degree, the longer it takes for you to really get it. Right. Mm. I mean, I guess that maybe to some degree is that what we call elegance. Uh, uh, Paul is 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 part of elegance how quickly you can get to oh I kind of understand the ramifications of all this sort of stuff oh they designed it this way because it's a truly say I think the way that uh, I would describe elegance would be how many secondary tertiary uh, ancillary like effects happen from a few simple rule sets uh, like I, I played this game and what it reminded me of is a game that you do not love, uh, which is Resurcana. And uh, how dare you? And, how dare you? And, and this is, by the way, this is a planned assassination. <laughs> okay, he's been he's Tom, like a week ago he was planning this. Tom, Tom they're all planned. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and so like there's this aspect where like they're both kind of like intro games for people who and, and they're accessible and there are a lot of things where like if you've never played games of of this sort uh like things will click uh what i like about res arcana uh, which is going to be paradoxical to the to this maybe not paradox in conflict is for whatever reason i feel like in res arcana uh you are more interacting with everyone else Whereas in this, uh, it does not feel that way. Now, mechanically, that's untrue. <laughs> mechanically, it, it is exactly the same kind of like you have your cards uh, in Resakana, and here you have your ships. You know, and and you can even make it some uh, an argument that like in this game, like you are, um, you're there's more interactivity because you can use other people's ships. But for whatever reason. You know, Res Arcana feels like I'm playing with four people. And with this game, it feels that I am optimizing my engine. And for me personally, that's not what I go for. I, I see the cleanness of the uh, of the mechanisms. And, and like, it's, it's like very, like mathematically on paper, like, I'm like, oh, this is a very clean game. You can show someone this game uh, and and they will do exactly what you you said, Tom. I think they'll they'll get it. They'll understand these mechanisms. It's a learning game. Mm-hmm. What it lacks for me as a person who's played a bunch of games is a certain funness. Whereas Res Arcana, I still have fun playing a game despite the fact that it's it has similar rules, scope, not sets, but scope. Mm-hmm. Uh, Elder is nodding uh, because like this is a visual medium. Uh, but he's saying, like, obviously, Paul, you are so correct. <laughs> <laughs> well, I so I I don't I I'm not a fan of Res Arcana, uh, of, of course nor, not. Nor of this game. Here, here, yeah. But, see, uh, but I'm I love fighting uphill. <laughs> yeah. So like we... with with this game, um, the the other part of the you're talking about the inter interactivity, mm-hmm. right? And the the part that I think burns me about this game the most mm-hmm. is uh is that track right like oh, sure. the diplomacy track the, the diplomacy track right because so my first play of the game again another uh, uh jennifer schlickburn um introduction and, and teach of this of, of this game she had it mm-hmm. at the con um 
uh, I had a, a special power mm-hmm. that um, I, I guess the, it, it eliminated my ability to, to be on the diplomacy track. Oh, you couldn't go on the diplomacy track at all. S- something there must something have been some like big that. bonus instead of that, then, right? Yeah, there was some big bonus instead, and and if I would have got another ship that allowed me to do the action, it would have been fine, like in the draft. Mm-hmm. Oh, you had to get rid of your diplomacy ship or something right, like that. Yeah, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. And she was like, "Don't do that. To play with another one." And I'm like, "No, I this I like this power." She's like, "No, you're going to be a miserable elder." <laughs> like, no, no, no. I want to. This is the game. The game lets me do this. I want to do it and see. You so know, your complaint about game. the game is is that you were warned not to do something and you did it. Well, actually, it it didn't it didn't bother me as much that I had that experience because again, it was a learning game. Sure. But I don't. But I don't like that track. Like I just I, it it bothered me. Like again, I'm more interested in the you know, the resource management and building up my thing. And I, and I just felt like the game was, was, was basically telling me like, look, if you let somebody else own this track, you're going to lose the game. You can't let just somebody just like be winning on all the tracks and getting all this extra stuff. Though every time they do that, it's a momentum hit, right? It's like a, a, an action that you could have been doing A, B, or C with. You're spending to do this with. Yeah, but you're getting free stuff. Like if again, yeah. if you're not moving up on those tracks, well, well Tom and I, when tracks. we first played, we played we played, you know, where I was rushing uh, the diplomacy incorrectly, mind you. Okay, uh, and and he was not, and he wound up winning. Like you know, so it, it is a tempo hit. Mm. So like it really comes down to. Yeah. It comes down, it's situational, I think. Yeah. Now, that said, I tend to hate Scooby Snacks in games, mm-hmm. which a lot of games have these days, which is the, oh, every time you do this, you get a little Scooby treat. And every time you do this, you get this little thing, right? And, and there's, it, it, feels, it feels very Vegas. It feels very slot machine. It's like, oh, ding, 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 ding. You got three coins, but it sounds like you got a thousand coins. And, and I, I, I don't like being forced this little positive feedback. I, I, I and like, yet don't mess with my dopamine. I don't. And yet, I don't like it. it, it and this game has got a snap. And this game actually has a lot of that in that diplomacy <laughs> track, right? Because every time somebody builds a section, the person that's on the highest end of that of that track is getting one or sometimes multiple bonuses every single time that right. happens. Yeah. Um, so I, I, you know what? I kind of, I kind of agree with you that the that the track doesn't. Uh, it doesn't wow me, and it doesn't it doesn't move me. It, the only thing I like about it is that it is a it's a it's a tougher decision than it appears to be because uh, I I didn't move once on the diplomacy track in a, in a game and won quite well. Hmm. Well, that's good. That's, that's good. That's not to entirely know. That, that, that's that not entirely ma- true. But like you know, you move once. Oh, I move once. I'm sorry, I move once on a diplomacy. Well, track. that that makes me more open to possibly you know playing the game more yeah. knowing that because that wasn't my experience and my plays was like it just always seemed very important and it just seemed like if you if you ignore that track you're, you're going to be screwed in your game like i didn't see what it, what, it, what it ends up meaning is it ends up meaning you have to uh do an income phase more often because yes. you're not getting the drips and drabs of right. of the the credits but if instead of taking those actions to do that, you're doing early population of your thing, what you can do is you can actually turn your income phases into very big generators mm. of money, uh, which then reduces your need to do that, right? right. And and uh, I think that there's a... There's a tension. There, there, there's truly a, a choice to be made, like tempo versus uh, like pace, you yeah. know, like, like, like uh, infrastructure. Like, you right. know, I, I, I feel that 
you know, per the Scooby Snack thing. Like, it's a it's a valid thing. Like, you know, like, oh, I'm going to get more Scooby Snacks, but I'm going to build a little slower. Yeah. It didn't work out for me, uh, you know, in, in most of my games, but, like, you know. I mean, I wish... Okay. So, uh, things that I wish. I wish that the the races of aliens, the species of aliens, were more different. Mm-hmm. I wish that the sections of the space station that you have to build are more materially different. They're not. Yeah. They're, they're not. They're, they're minor they, they seem changes. to be... It's not like, oh, the, the pink alien sections, those tend to focus more on income. And mm-hmm. these it's, it doesn't really appear to be very different at all between right. those, which is unfortunate. I, I, I like that. Uh, the second thing I have a question of is, is, is now that I've played the game four, four times, um, I wonder how variable the ending really is, mm. which is to say uh, there are three ways that the game ends. If somebody gets to 40 points in-game before the in-game scoring happens, mm-hmm. if somebody finishes building their entire nine-section space station, or if there are fewer than four aliens of a, of a color that are left. Mm. Um, and I have never seen the alien thing, but we got close to the alien and uh, condition once, and we played with both of the other conditions having been met. But does it, does it generally come down to uh, there not being that big a difference between most of the players competently played? Are most of the players within one or two sections of finishing their space station? Mm-hmm. And if so, is the score generally going to be fairly close and come down to minutia? Mm. When I first played the game, um, I felt like, oh, there's a lot of space to explore. Uh, but the more I played it, it, it started to feel like, oh, kind of, the, I'm worried that the game might, with competent players playing many, many times, might become very samey. Yeah. At the end, yeah. The and way that, that's a that's a death blow for me for a long term use right. of a game. Yeah. The way that I describe it is, uh, I imagine like a like a, a bowl, like a teriyaki bowl or a poke bowl versus a burger. And uh, I feel like this game is I, a. Bur- you don't need to say anything else. I think we all we all get it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. Uh, I feel like this game is a burger, and like. Eventually, you can do a lot of things with the burger. You can add better cheese. You can add truffle. Bowl. But in in the end, the bowl is going to have more variability. So, like, the bowl is more expandable. Mm-hmm. Whereas this game, I feel like it is a good version of what it is. And if the what it is is basically going semi uh, semi solitaire uh, engine building intro game, I think it succeeds perfectly for 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 what that is. But like, even with the the advanced hubs. It's just adding a different type of cheese. It's adding like you know, but it's not really changing the complexion of the game. Yeah. So, uh, so like I think it's very successful as far as what it's. I believe its form is trying to do. I don't think it can really change uh, to be something that, if I'm not in the mood for a burger or, I'm, or an expanded burger. That said, that said, you know, I would say that I you can make that same argument with uh, Tom's favorite six-player game tribune where you know like here is this game that was totally fine uh and then they completely added an expansion that redefined what the game was Mm -hmm. so if this if there's something in 
the like this it expanded and it expanded in a way that changed fundamentally what the game was. It was no longer a burger. It was something else. I think you'd have a good basis to build that that thing. I don't know what that expansion would be. I don't know if there is a, a brutai or the invasion pack or whatever. I, I I don't know what it is. But that said, you know, I I see that like as it is now, it's it's achieved its maximum or quote-unquote maximum uh, iteration of itself. Mm. Yeah, I mean, like I said, if you if you take out the uh, sections of the space station and change them and make them very different between playing this and that, and you create a situation in which it is very likely that no one will finish the space station at the end of the game, then you're making very hard decisions as, well, am I, am I focusing on, a, on, on, on building out my blue alien section? And kind of letting those go, right? That that creates a little more of the variability. But, but you're still, about. but you're still playing the same game, though. You're still playing like, oh, I'm trying to optimize my engine. You're just forcing a little more visualization of what everyone else is doing. You're you're you're, you're looking up a little bit more, I think. From from if I understand what you're saying, not yeah. to yuck on your yum, no. but I, but I'm a, a yum yucker. It's a, a, <laughs> It's not. It, listen, it's not a. This is. This is not a. This is not a rave review. But I think it is in an interesting game that has a uh, that has an audience. And oh, that, 100%. And that, and that yeah. audience is people that have a you know like a medium heavier gamer that has a gaming group that generally tends to be on the lighter side. I mean, Ben a, has... A, a younger side. Yeah. Uh, like not, not, not age-wise, but, uh, but younger to the game, the yeah. hobby. Yeah. I mean, Ben has said many times there are games that he purposely doesn't bring out because if he does, some mm-hmm. of the people that he plays with are always going to want to choose that. And they're a little, you know, they're, they're a little, little light for him and things like that. That said... Part of his objection is that those are games that I don't really enjoy playing anymore. And yeah. I think Space Station Phoenix might be one of those games, right? I mean, look, at this age in our in our hobby, Elder and I have been, I, I mean, I think we're coming close to our 20-year anniversary of yeah. gaming together. So, yeah. And uh, at this phase, you're always looking for what is the game that I want to play 100 times, right? Right, and there are a lot of very good, very interesting designs that are never going to get there. Right, that that I think maybe twenty plays, ten plays is is about all I have. Me, this could be one of those. But if you're looking for a game that is going to take beginning gamers and and move them into the the medium heavy space, this might be something worth. I think it's definitely a game worth checking out. I think if you if you can find a copy without having to buy a copy and and play it. Uh, I think it's worth worth checking out. It's got some interesting things to it, and I do think that the proper play, to some extent, is cannibalizing your ships early, like maybe earlier than you than you feel comfortable and you think. And people, I think, tend to not do that for exactly the reasons we're talking about. About I I am creating a scarcity for myself that is dangerous to me and scary to me. Well, I think what would happen is like they'll do it and then they'll overdo it, and then like then there then there's then their game's over. I'm not sure I've seen anybody overdo it yet. Well, I understand, but like that's the fear, right? The yeah. fear is like you know you, you do too too many. You have all this. Uh, you have all this steel or whatever, and then all of a sudden, like I can't do anything. I I, I don't know. Like you know, yeah. but but to, just just to sum it up, you know, I think if you're if you're trying to secretly train some people into like a, a heavier mechanics, this is a pretty stealth way of doing it. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Space Station Phoenix, yeah, I think it's definitely worth checking out. So uh, take a little look at it, and then uh, listen. We 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 said that we were uh, in this new format. We were doing less, uh, you know, 
more casual, more conversational, but I did give everybody uh, an assignment here, which is I said, what if you could only play 10 games for the rest of your life? What would those 10 be? And my my supposition was that it would not be strictly a top 10 list because my top 10, when I look at them, um, I, w- I wouldn't have any games to play with new gamers. I wouldn't have any games. You know, there, there would be a lot of things that would be left out of it. So um, at, at least uh, at least two of us, maybe three of us, have come up with a list of uh, of ten games that we could. Bring. This is really interesting, everyone, because like you know we could go through ten, but Tom has this like uh, historically has had this very very I don't want to say neurotic, but like a need to get to two hours, you know, and and and, 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 and not exceed two hours. I think like between thirty games would we be able to fit. In, in the next half, I don't know. I don't know. I think we're going to go quick with these. We'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll, I think we're going to go quick with these. We'll, we will see. The, I will start. Not with, if I have anything to do with it. <laughs> I will start with my number ten. Number right. ten. Okay. My number ten is Agricola. Agricola is a is a no brainer for me in that I in that it plays well with a wide variety of people. I can play it with relatively new gamers. Because the experience of the game, in and of itself, even if you don't win the game, you're like, "Oh, look! I have these little, I have the little sheep, and they're in the little pen, stuff like that." You still feel like you've done something. There's a tangibility to the game, and there is a certainly with the card decks that are available, there is a depth to the game that you can play it. You know, any tournament game, people play thousands of times, and it and the bloom doesn't fall off the rose. So that's why Agricola is on my ten games that I can play. Only games I can play for the rest of my life. What's your 10? Uh, so, yeah, I'll start at number 10. So, actually, you know, again, how I interpreted it or how I handled this was I, I looked at my type top, top 10 and I was like, okay, well, these are definitely some of the games I love the most. And then there's a couple that are further down the list that, again, I'm not so concerned about playing with new gamers because I mostly play with the same people all the time. Uh-huh. But, but, but that's so, the, but this, is, this is the thing, right? Like, you could pick... You're 10, but like, you know, like, who are you playing with? Because, like, my, my games shift dramatically right. if I'm playing with our group or some other group or like an entry group. So, like, you know, and Tom's, you, you, you kind of like interpret it as the average. Well, no, I mean, I, for me, I play with a v- very wide variety uh-huh. of, so, of so, so you're averaging, you're not, yeah. it's not exclusively our group. No, 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 yeah, no, no. So. And and well, and also, I I like different kinds of game experiences, mm-hmm. and I like that. Whereas Elder has a strict no scrubs policy, so he is only playing with and, with, and, with pretty hardcore deep end and, gamers and ten yeah. and ten minimal resources. Minimal, right? Must yeah. have at least ten resources in the game to even be counted. Which, by the way, is the reason that he didn't love Space Station Phoenix, yeah. which which has a paltry three resources in the game. Four if you count the money. Yeah, I mean, and the aliens are, are two, but they don't really feel like... They're not a resource, resource right? really. No. So, um, basically, I took my list. I took the two two games out of that top ten that I could live without. I love these games, but I could live without playing them for the rest of my life. Like Okay, know, sure. And I put in two games that were, like, again, a little more, you know, for intro gamers or, yeah, um, like that. So, I'm going to start with uh, a little game called Reef. Ah. Reef, really? Yeah. Whoa, whoa. Yeah. I, I, whoa, I play, deep track. <laughs> I play. I played this again recently. I think it's it's deep enough. Like it's a it's a. It, it, I, I feel like it's a it's kind of like a chunky filler. Like it's a quick game. Um, 
it's I love the piece. I like the the coral pieces. These they're like these big plastics. So there's like this very fun tactile, like kind of like playing with a toy type of thing yep. with it. Yeah, and it's it, just a fun little little puzzle, you know. It looks great on the board. I mean, every time I see it at table. a convention, everybody's looking at it. Yeah, and it's it's just fun. It's just fun to play. It's light. Again, it doesn't take a long time. It's definitely something that you can you know you can introduce uh, gamers to it. You know, it's, it's family friendly, and yeah, wouldn't and it, it just seems like it just has infinite replayability. Like you could just always because it's just this little simple puzzle. Interesting. Not bad. Not bad. I'm gonna start with mine number one. Okay. Which, which would be easy uh, for, for anyone who's listening to the podcast. But more like thematically, the things that I've chosen almost always uh, have high interactivity. Yeah. Because that's all I care about in, in, in gaming, really. I, I, I care about, well, not all, but like, you know, I care about the above the board game as mm-hmm. opposed to, so, da da da, Avalon, yeah, you know, and, and ultimately uh, it's because. Everyone can play this. They might not like it, yeah. But everyone can play it, and it's not a matter of uh, like, oh, I I don't understand the rules. You know, there could be I don't understand the play, <laughs> right? But you know, I, I think I think at least two people here will have that on their list, if yeah. not, if not all three, for sure. Um, my number nine is a deduction game. So for for me, mm-hmm. if I can only play ten games for the rest of my life, I kind of want. Games of different categories. Mm. I, I kind of want, you know, that sort of stuff. So I have, uh, Agricola is, is worker placement. And uh, it, it is like the classic worker placement game, time-tested to be able to play it hundreds of times. My number one deduction game of all time, by far, is Sid Saxon's Sleuth. Hmm. Sleuth. It is a, I mean... Elder is nodding. I am rolling my eyes. Dry as a bone, <laughs> but it, it, it's it's amazing. It's You have gem cards in, in your hand, uh, you're going to be able to ask questions of other players. What you want to do is you want to find the one gem that nobody has in the game. That's the one that was stolen. And uh, you're, you're taking notes and you're comparing notes. And it is the most pure deduction experience because it really is one of those things that uh, you'll have aha moments. You will have moments of where you're able to to do leaps of logic and say, oh, you said this. He said that, therefore, I can knock all of these things off because of the, the this combination of events. It's really fun if you want to play LSAT in front of people. <laughs> it's a phenomenal game, okay? Um, there, listen, there are... There, there are certain dullards that uh, <laughs> uh, don't find the the joy in it because it's it's not constantly giving them a Scooby snack every ten seconds. But it, it is a phenomenal game. Sleuth is my number nine. Elder, what do you got? Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, Architects of the West Kingdom. Architects, yeah. love it. I love it. Yeah, I you know I'm a big fan of the West Kingdom games, and you know I love the the art and. I love the, you know, the whole, we talked about this before, the iconography through games are coming out with some new ones now. Yeah. Um, I have been. Their playing. iconography looks amazing. All of their yeah. games is so clean. Yeah. Really, really clear. And again, I love how how solid their designs are, um, you know, building on the iconography and kind of like themes from the, the previous games, right? Um, been playing Wayfarers, uh the new one just hit online, and I haven't had a chance to play it yet. Um, I think it's like Philosophers of the of the 
you know, whatever the new place is, right? The Tigris or whatever, the, the South Kingdom or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. South at South of Tigris. So I'm looking forward to playing. I watched some some of the play for like a couple of rounds. Um, but anyway, back Matt, to Matty swears that the that the the new the the final West Kingdom one by counts. Uh, yeah, is is the the best of the bunch and yeah. is something that absolutely must be it must be played. It's good. I mean, I I considered one of the other ones, but I still like you know. The one that really, the OG, yeah, the OG, the one that kind of got my heart. That I got like again, I definitely binged this game, and still. Uh, so another aspect of my list is, you know, if I'm only playing these games for the rest of my life, they better be games that I've played enough and know that yeah. I won't get sick of them. Like yeah. I think I can just keep playing this game. And Architects one of those games for me. I can oh, yeah. like every once in a while just bring that out again. Played it a lot. Like to play it with experienced uh, players, with brand new players. Again, I think it fits in that category of mm-hmm. you know it's it's light enough yep. that like yeah you you get how to play it kind of clicks and then it's just about maximizing your play. Yeah, you know? I, I mean I found Paladins to be way too multiplayer solitaire for me, sure. but I did not find Architects to be that at all. I found yeah. Architects to be a very good game. It's very interactive, and again like that mechanic that I can't think of any other place where I've seen this pulled off, but that whole thing about like um, putting putting people like capturing people and then putting them in jail. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, like like watching the board and saying, okay, well, I got to take the hit here and get these people. It's going to benefit me, but I can't let that person take that action again and get six of those things. Like, if I'm not and, or table talking it right, like if I'm not going to do it, then you better do it on your next turn because that's just ridiculous. You yep. know. So yeah, it's it's fun. Awesome. Uh, my number two is controversial because it's a new game. It's not even really out yet. Mm. But like, if, I've, if you've heard me talk about it, it's my favorite game in the last five years, probably maybe ten. It's Hegemony, mm. uh, and uh, I hope that it warrants. You know, like all my plays of it have been amazing, like 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 really amazing, and it uh, it's highly asymmetrical. Uh, and I enjoy it because it creates this feedback ecosystem that really inspires uh, talk about like like just social issues in a like class warfare. I I guess it doesn't need to be warfare, but you know, but uh, class uh, in a way that is like I found amazing. It's like what the cost was trying to do. Uh, in a way that was like accessible and uh, and just always fun. Yeah. Love it. Love to Gemini. Um, my son uh, Aiden played uh, Gemini uh, as the working class, mm. and my nickname for him around the house is Trotsky. So it was perfect. It was uh, it, it was absolutely wonderful. Uh, he loved it. I I enjoyed it very much. Great choice. Uh, my number eight is Terraforming Mars. Terraforming mm. Mars is a game I could play hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times. It is a game that I can quickly get new players, newer players into, and as they move up the grokking scale, they can get better and better at it until we can have really really deep games. Um, it's got expansions that expand the space of the game, some of which I think are absolute mandatory and some of which I don't really like. Um, but it is a, it's, it's a game that I don't think I would ever tire of and plays differently. It is a card management game. Uh, so a worker placement game, a card management game. Uh, it, it fits a different, it scratches a different enough itch for me that it's on my absolute list. Elder. 
Uh, I'm going to go. So, yeah, I got to get more games of hegemony under my belt that I could see possibly because it was, again, it was such an amazing game experience the, the few times I did play it. Um, it did not make my list this time, but I think if I played it more. Um, I'm going to go with, with a, a, I think, a pod, podcast group favorite barrage. Oh, yeah. Um, I could definitely see oh. never getting sick playing that game. Any day. Yeah. Any day, right? So good. Barrage. Interesting. Uh, for my number three, uh, a classic for our group. Be, he's, he, can't just, he can't follow the format. I, 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 I'm willfully, I'm yucking on your young. Just a horrible person. I'm, I, all true. Absolutely. All true. I mean, uh, if he wasn't family, let's be honest, <laughs> he, he would not be. It's crazy. Oh, uh, I would say Age of Steam. Uh, because this is uh, that what I describe as a perfect blend of uh, map and uh, negotiation, uh, like bidding. You know, like yeah. it's it's probably my favorite bidding game because uh, you're bidding on actions, and they're they're so few but so substantial to your your move. Uh, I I would I'm not going to add 18xx because like you know uh, to Ben's chagrin, I imagine. <laughs> But like, because this is, I think, still encompasses the type of game that I would play with, and I think it's it's teachable. Like, there's there's that other aspect where I think a lot of games need to be teachable to all. Yeah. Yep. Um, my number seven is Food Chain Magnate. We talked about it before. Uh, with the catch-up expansion, there are so many modules, which means there are so many different. Uh, there are so many different ways to play the game. I needed to have a splatter on, and I chose the splatter that plays the best at the most different player counts, and the one that can literally have eighty, you know, forty different modules swapped in and out to to completely have a different play experience. Plus, I want to be able to pull out a game that will make Elder leave, and that's a really important thing. Yeah. It's 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 important. I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> what's your number seven Elder? um i'm gonna go with um so, seven or so yeah, seven, yeah seven. this would be my seven yeah um you know lacerda is i, I still sure. would say my my current favorite designer sure um i got my shipping notice for weather machine so excited i should have it wednesday mm-hmm. so possibly okay. this week hang on a second at the table can we guess which one you chose which lacerda you chose yes please what do you think paul there's two on the list so this is my oh, number okay. seven oh, versus it, it, the shoot. other one that's it, higher. This is my second favorite. Mm. Oh, well, then it's obviously on Mars. Uh, yeah, I agree. I think on Mars is the number seven. You guys know me so well. Is it right? Yeah. <laughs> of course. Because okay. the, the other one. And the other Lacerda is definitely, without question, Galarist. Galarist. Yeah. It, it, it's, 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 it's a non-issue. This, these are non-issues here. Okay. There you go. Elder. Why are we even having this? Elder, you, Elder you are known <laughs> and you are loved. for the listeners. You are known and you are loved. <laughs> Well, we quote you about how often you played on. Like, I've got two reps of On Mars, and you were like fifty yeah. by the time fifty. I was like, "What?" So yeah, yeah so. it's an amazing game. I mean, yeah, what? It's really good. What more can you say about it? The only the only reason it's not on my list is uh, is how many play. Like, I only have ten games to play for the rest of my life. How many times can I get people to play it with me? Exactly. Yeah. Uh that's the toughest thing about the Lacerda. They're hard to get to the table. Like, yeah, but you have a no scrubs policy, so you're you're yeah, you're set. Whereas whereas Paul and I, we have to we have to deal with scrubs all the time. There you go. It's uh, tough. Like for for this one, my number four. Uh, once again, against it's, it's uh, against garbage, form, uh, garbage person. Like, and this is the highest uh, one that does this. 
Uh, and I found that, like, as, as I was considering this, things tend to lean a little more abstract. If there, there are sure. games that are, f- like, forever games, 10 forever only games. Uh, so with this, I pick Fresh Fish. Uh, Absolutely. Because, you know, because first of all, like, you know, as Jennifer said, it is an abstract. And, and with some real thought, I go, sure, sure. But, like... It's so interactive. It's so counter to how my brain works. And it plays best at five. Yeah. At five. It, it does. Hello, everyone. That's crazy. Great at four, two. <laughs> it's great at all player counts, but but it plays amazing at five. It's really crazy. 100%. Uh, my number six is um, I figured that, you know what? If I don't put a party game on here, I can never play a party game with people. And that would be a problem. Right, you gotta have something. What are you gonna play when you know the the in laws are over for Thanksgiving dinner? What are you gonna break out? What are you gonna do? Yeah, sure, you can play Avalon. But uh, for me, I had to pick one party game, and if there's one party game, I, it's gonna be a little bit of a controversial choice. But for me, uh, my daughter loves a game that, that she thinks that uh, nobody knows about called Butros Butros Golly which is a redo of Celebrity. And the version that we know in the board game hobby is Time's Up. In particular, I prefer Time's Up Total Recall. But Time's Up is just a guaranteed fun time. Um, I thought about Wavelength, but it's a little constrained as far as a, a, a game goes. I thought about you know just one. I thought about a bunch of them. But when it comes right down to it, Time's Up, if I could have just one party game, Time's Up would probably be it, just for the variety of audiences that I could play and have a great time with. That's my number six. Elder, what you got? Am I, am I on my number six? Yeah, yeah, you did. You, okay, yeah. So I got okay. I I, I kind of miscounted a little bit, so I got a couple more choices to make here. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna go then for with number six with Amon Ray. Amon Ray, oh. you're. This, I love really? this. Yeah, I love this. Uh, yeah, I I just feel like so. Last year, um, 2003. Yeah, something like that. T- 2002, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, like again. So when I first entered the hobby, I think my first favorite, you know, kind of fall in love with designer was Kinesia. Mm-hmm. Uh, loved a lot of his designs around that that time when I entered, and and Amon Ray was like kind of one of those classic uh, games. Which again, not. I think the 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 gamer I am now, um, you wouldn't you wouldn't really say yeah, I'm Elder wants to play Amon Ray. Sure, um, but I just feel like yeah, it just has that kind of classic nostalgia. Um, like I said, I t- went on vacation with the family last year and got Amon Ray onto the table. That was like the one game that we played. Everybody had a ball with it. Yeah, there um, you go. Very interactive, you know, with the bidding and just a classic. Oh, I have a firm memory of one of the very first SoCal Games Days I attended mm. when I was first moving, you know, out of the diplomacy world and into the euro game hobby mm-hmm. at the very beginning i came and everyone was playing amon ray so it had just come out and and that's how i know what date i entered the uh, entered the hobby and yeah amon ray was an amazing game totally great ah Paul, okay, closing out the top five Jeez. <laughs> you are just a horrible horrible just a horrible person yeah like, yeah no, no, like uh, i it's so easy for you uh i think uh, i wonder if we're gonna meet in the middle here tom like, you know, we're going to Benjamin Button this. We'll see. I, 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 uh, I will say Ricochet Robots. Ooh. 
Because, like, once again, like, uh, what game can you play with infinite players? Yep. Uh, what game can you have Trey reliably say, uh, I'm not smart? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that is a joy. That is, that uh, is a joy. But, but I think what is, you know, once again, like, we're moving into these kind of, like, abstract things. Like, uh, there is still a joy about, like, coming up with, you know, an optimization uh, puzzle with a time limit. Yes, you know, I think I think ultimately, if, uh, if you're in that top- case, it's not a it's not an imposed time limit, but it's a a race against other minds. And I think I think that's uh, you know, like they, they say that everyone does worse for the most part when uh, stakes or stress is added on them. Like you know, you're you're playing a game, you you think really good, then you add a little money on it. And all of a sudden, you're less good, you know, like, uh, unless you're trained in that, you know, maneuver, uh, you know, it, 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 yes, I know, Tom, you think that you are immune to that. But like, you know, I'm just saying, I, I have, uh, I'm not even looking been, at you. Yes. I'm looking at Elder and, no, I, okay. and, and yeah. just by your body language, you know, it's not true. You, you go like, uh, uh, I want to say something. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. But but yes, uh, I do love <laughs> I do love the fact that uh, that here is this game where at least for the most part, I think it's only the only game that we play regularly that has a, like a real time component to it. Yeah, I think that's probably true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, great game. I mean, I, it's not on my list only because of the limited audience for it, but I absolutely mm-hmm. love it. Uh, my number five is kind of going the other way. It's like you're saying like, well, mm-hmm. you can play. Sure. What, what happens if you have 30 people and you want to bring out a game? For me, I'm thinking more... You know, in the in the after times, as we will be calling it in just a few years, you know, when you've knifed, you know, pretty much all of your friends to get the last can of beans off of the shelf and retreat back into your bunker. Um, what happens then? What happens when you only have you and one other person? You know, your 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 trusty friend and sidekick uh, who scavenged the wastelands together to play a game with. What do you do then? Twilight Struggle. That is correct. Twilight Struggle. So, is so we did meet in the middle, just the other way. A number number five is <laughs> number five is Twilight Struggle. I could play this game a thousand times. It is incredibly deep. It is incredibly meaningful. Uh, it deals with nuclear war, which in the apocalypse is going to be a very uh, you know a, a painful but necessary theme. And uh, yeah, I could play it. I could play it forever. And I, I've had so many great plays with, in particular, my son. Uh, that that. It, there's a real bonding thing about finding somebody to play multiple games of uh, Twilight Struggle with, for sure. Elder, what's your number five? Well, so I'm realizing something about my list, too, is that it it um, leans towards my favorite designers in the hobby. Sure. Right? Which is, again, Star Wars. Writer and... Yeah, it used to be Kinesia. Now it's Lacerda. Um, uh, I'm surprised that so my other favorite designer for a while there was um was felt sure and not a felt there's not actually not a, a felt oh. i just double checked the list that would make it in my top 10 games as much as i like well it's not top 10 but, but you do have uva though right exactly there's two UVA yeah. UVA games. right that's the other designer so yeah so Sh- shall brings, we guess <laughs> well actually uh, no good no before we get there actually there's another kinesian and i, and I did think like yeah i i kind of do need a party game not not a party game but like just a really light lighter yeah yeah and so i'm my pick there for for number five is going to be cheeky monkey cheeky monkey i don't don't know cheeky monkey 
You don't know Cheeky Monkey? I don't know Cheeky Monkey. Is it about a monkey that's cheeky? Uh, yes. There we go. Done. And and it's got it's actually got to be the copy. I don't know if you've seen this, where the so it's you're pulling animals out of the bag, right? Oh, so there's a thank you. So there's a copy of it of the game that is an actual monkey. It's mm-hmm. an actual stuffed monkey, and you and you pull them out of the back of the monkey. Oh, I've heard about that. That was not the the version I played. Yeah, you got to have that one. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. So yeah. much fun. Fun little deep cut. Yeah, that game makes me smile. Deep cut. What do you got, Paul? Uh, like we here's where Tom and I met in the middle. Uh, Twilight uh, Struggle. Wow. For different reasons though. Twilight Struggle is a game where I have not, in some ways, willfully or purposefully not really explored, uh, and I feel like there probably needs a game that you know that I need to study a little bit. And I feel like this, there are enough aspects of this where you really could study in a way that is oh, yeah. uh, in, in, a, in a really good way. And, you know, I go like, oh, like, you know, you like it'd be no fun or it might, if like everything I played with, I was an expert at and I had to play with someone who uh, who who were not all the time. Like, you know, so this 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 is a game that would equalize that, I think. Good. I totally agree. Um, and my number four is El Grande. Mm, and classic. in particular, yeah, the, the big box of El Grande because you actually get like five games in one. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, El Grande is is a game that is so elemental and yet so infinitely replayable. I could teach it to relatively new players and they get it instantly. Once everyone gets up to speed, you can start playing the advanced modes where you where you have your own individual deck of cards, which you're choosing not only the cards but the powers on those cards. I could, yeah, I guess for me, this is my Amon Ray. Mm-hmm. Right. This yeah. is my early classic that I don't think is ever going to wear out its welcome and and can be played with a variety of people yeah. always. So yeah. that's my number four. What you got? All right. My number four, I'm going to go with, uh, we mentioned it earlier, um, Castles of Mad King Ludwig. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. yeah. Like you're, 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 you're some surprising. Yeah, but you, you could play that with anybody. Yeah. You could play it with anybody. Oh, I, get it. I, I could play it infinitely. It's all, it's but always number fun. four. Yeah, four. It's up there. It's, it's yeah. It's so good. It's, it's like, so good. It's just, I totally agree. And again, it it it's one of those games that has that satisfying feel. Like you were talking about the other day about the the story about the castle that you built. Yeah, like this added layer of um, you know, experience to it. Um, and then also like again, this new tricked out version just you know makes it even better because it adds a little bit more to the game, you know, mm-hmm. these towers where you got like another goal and, and yeah, it's just it's fun. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. For my number seven. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to apologize to all of this. Uh, it's like, so, like, like, it's so awful. Like this, uh, uh, this one, uh, uh, this will get a few groans, mm. uh, but it is Settlers of Catan. Oh, and, and and was that a groan? I don't think it was. A I, I I think that was a condescending awe. Maybe. Uh, and the reason why I picked this was because I feel like there is there's an uncanny valley about it that I actually really love. Like in the beginning, everyone likes it. Like you know, like the, the, and then you go like, oh, I've outgrown this. Ooh, dice, you know, longest road, you know, blah blah. And then. Like I played it recently with Ben and uh, was it Kanak or was it Dimitri or maybe it was both, and I was going like, oh, it's like the sheer joy of 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 playing, you know, something that you know, and like you know, and it's you go, it's still good. It's like it's like 
the way I would describe it is like tasting a really, really good orange. Hmm. Where like, you know, where it, it just mm-hmm. goes like, oh, this is, I remember what this is. It, it does, it is stripped down to what it, you know, there's a reason why it is what it is, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I'm going to like, oh, like if you just take away the fact that you've played it a hundred times and like, you know, it doesn't uh, do all the things that you might really want, like, you know, have balance in the, the way that we are accustomed to it now. Sure. Like, you know, and it has dice in a way that, you know, some people in our group may not entirely be happy with. Mm-hmm. But you play it and you go like, oh, yeah, I remember. It's like it's like hearing the Beatles for the first time again. Yeah. Or like an orange. Or like an orange. <laughs> they're, they're effectively the same. They're effectively, effectively the exact same thing. Yeah. Number three for me is Avalon. It's Avalon. It's got to it's got to be Avalon. Hundreds and hundreds of plays. Uh, plus I figure this, if more people survive uh, and I have like 10 people in the mm-hmm. bunker, watching Matt slowly devolve mm. into absolute insanity while the other nine people just have the best time would be an ab- I mean that is there a better way to spend your apocalypse than that? No. It, it is as good as it gets. Uh yeah, I'll play it anywhere anytime with anyone. Avalon What's your number three? All right. Number three, my second most played game of all time in terms of tracking. Glass mm. Road. Glass Road. Last Road. There yes, that, there you go. That's, there you that, go. That was an elder. Classic elder. Um, uh, you taught uh, you taught my son Aiden to play that game, and he yeah, he, he, he reported it. back. He loved it. Yeah. He loved it. He was like, oh my God, this is so great. Yeah. And again, the, the, it's it's one of those games that Again, if you're, you're you're only playing, this is one of the games that you're playing for the rest of your life, or possibly with the same people. The the meta on Glass Road, when you have you know fifty, sixty plays under your belt, becomes like very, very cool. It's like, oh, I know you're gonna play yeah. Feudal Lord first round. No, you you didn't do that. You did double build. Oh man, <laughs> yeah. so good, awesome. Paul, uh, what is your number eight? Thank you, Tom. Thank you. Thank you for, for, for awful, submitting. Awful human being. Uh, this is my only slaughter. Hmm. Uh, uh, it is Indonesia. I was going to say that. Yeah. 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 I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Like, I, I think, I think uh, it is uh, it's the game where I didn't love when I first played. Hmm. I was like, oh, like, the, but like the more, like, I just remember, like, we, we don't play it enough. Such such that like what happens like you relearn the rules and then if you play it again you go like oh this is the game this is the, this is the game that I forgot I've forgotten twice I've forgotten what the game is and I've forgotten how to play the game and and I I feel that like when when you go oh this is the game it really clicks in a way that I, I go like oh it, despite the fact that its graphics are beautiful but not functional. <laughs> It, it is a it is a gorgeous gorgeous board that makes it very hard to play the game. Uh, aside from that, like I, I feel like you're like oh there are, there are a lot of things that can be done here that when we talk about elegance, yeah. I feel like this is a good splatter elegance where like there are just such tertiary ancillary effects of like these decisions that you sort of make yeah. butterfly effect. Yeah, right. It's butterfly effect. It's like I, I put the city here or I put it here. It seems meaningless. It seems like it can't possibly, and it, it defines the game instantly, right? So, so I, I really like that. You know, like it, it's 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 good. I don't arguably the heaviest game that I have on here. Arguably, like you know, you could say Age of Steam. What would you say? Age of Steam is, is it heavier than 
Indonesia or the Indonesia? Gonna I think ha- Indonesia is probably heavier than Asia, yeah. Steve. I uh, think that's probably true. I, I, I think, think you know the splatters are uh, sure are deep end for sure. Uh, my number two is one of Paul's. It's uh, Age of Steam. Age of Steam is not so much a game as a game system. Uh, so I'm cheating because I can have multiple maps that will play very, very differently. Uh, each map, like when, when you look at the Korean map and it just completely blows your mind, it's it's just an astonishing game system that I could play again and again and again. And there's a map for every player count too. So two player, three player, four player, all the way up to six players. Uh, crazy, crazy good game. Elder, what's your number two? Number two is going to be my other Ui, which is Oren Labora. To no one's surprise. To no one's surprise whatsoever. Um, I am so glad when we reviewed that game, you know, a few cycles back, and you brought it out. I was like, really? You want to review that? And you're like, yes, I do. Yes, I do. I'm like, oh, you can't tell Elder no. So, okay, let's get out and play it. And I played it. I'm like, oh, my God, I love this game so much. I forgot how much I love the game. It's really good. It's crazy good. How how many resources, Elder? Lot of resources. 20. Yeah, there's a good 20 resources in that game. Yeah. Either, either maybe maybe either even a little more. You I think we counted it, didn't we? We, we yeah. counted it. Something like 23, 24, yeah, 24 something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's up there. Okay. <laughs> okay. And 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 again, this is one of those games where uh and I'm I'm really on this thought about the the I'm, I'm I'm there might even be the germ of a of a design in my head now about like, oh yeah, like that's a cool challenge to Something a satisfying game where you're cannibalizing your your choices, right? Because yep. ores definitely goes the other direction. Like, you know, you start off with very few choices, and then it explodes because everybody's building cards. And by the end of it, it's like, oh my god, what do I want to do? You know? Interesting. Interesting. Here's number nine, and this is a bit of a cheat because it's sort of a two and a half way tie. And I apologize for this. Like this is a, uh, this is a classic Ben move. <laughs> but you are not. You, I'm gonna cut your your line and your feed if you if you try and put it in another game. Uh, so uh, this uh, is basically terraform. No, I'm sorry, terraform. Uh, Terra Mystica slash Gaia Project, which I will. Which one? You can only. You can only uh, choose. One. I would say that they are in the same system. So I. I, I yeah, but unfortunately, one yeah, one game will be burned, and, and you will never be able to play. And it. and and wavelength. <laughs> So like I, I couldn't decide between like I don't have actually a big map game aside from uh, uh, true. Uh, Indonesia so, is a is a big map game kind of oh well, and, and and so is Age of Steam but like you know but yeah th- there's something specific about terraforming and I, and and barrage isn't on my list so like you know <laughs> yeah so but like uh like those games like I, I felt like I need one just for the flavor of it yep uh but then I couldn't my number ten has to be my number ten. But I wanted to squeeze in wavelength, <laughs> so 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 that I mean, like ultimately, if you've heard our podcast, like you know, uh, there's a big debate between terraforming and uh, Gaia Project. You know, Tom is very pro Terra uh, uh, Gaia Project. Yep, and I am probably uh, more hardcore. Like you know, because it's a harder game, Terra Mystica. Like you know, it's not everyone can really rock you know what is to be limited and so but but regardless regardless you know um so uh, so you think terra mystica is harder interesting it's tighter it's it's, it's tighter it's it's a tighter game it's an interesting thought yeah no no yeah not shared by many so i'm 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 glad that you're putting putting it out there not shared by many almost almost, on that side of the table almost (laughs) (laughs) look it is popular in these 
in this day and age to spout things without any evidence whatsoever. Uh, and I want to thank you, Paul, for adding to that dialogue. It's fantastic. My number one, number one with a bullet, Tichu. Tichu is my is, is would have to be in my uh, if I could only play ten games for the rest of my life, I would have to play ten. It is my wife's favorite game by a, a factor of a thousand. And uh, the only difficulty is finding couples that will play with us. But, I mean, a classic card game uh, is not on my list. And cards are a way that most people, uh, non -game, most non-gamers interact with the game space, uh, playing a card game. And Tichu is, is uh, other than Bridge, is the best. And it's probably a lot more accessible than Bridge in terms of getting people into it because there's less learning you need to do to be able to play your first game. Hmm. So you're, I can't think of the name of it right now, but the, your, your German election game didn't make it. Demacher. Demacher. The greatest game of all time. Yeah. If I could only play 10 games for the rest of didn't my life, it. I would not, I would never again play the greatest game ever invented. Wow. Isn't that amazing? That's like, that's kind of like very generous of you. Tom, don't worry. I may. Oh, he may save me. Oh, oh. He may save me. We'll uh, see. We'll see. But yeah, no, it, I mean, you call it generous, but I was just trying to figure out, I can only play 10 games for the rest of my life. Yeah. And it is it is a game that really shines only at five. It mm. is very, very long. It is very involved. It's hard to get people to sit down and play it. Yeah. And it is the same game each time, even though there's a universe inside of it. Uh, I, I left it off the that list for that reason. Got it. Oh, oh, I, 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 Galerius. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, obviously. Why'd you do that? Why'd you, why'd you gotta be a jerk? <laughs> Let him name his number one game. Yeah, you know what it is. Uh, uh, yes, right. But, but you know, it, it is consistently been your favorite game. Like you, like it, I would say, by a huge margin. Yeah. You know, like yeah, it, it just I always come back to. I, I, it's like I remember seeing like a picture of the prototype and falling in love with that. Like I just yeah. made such an impression on me. I think it's also you know again. Um, Growing up as a as a you know fine artist as a as a painter painter drawer mm -hmm. you know always loving museums so the theme really speaks to me I think that was like you know I had played CO two um, and you know thought it was a very cool cool game very different but not you know because it was my first Lacerda game not knowing you know who the designer was or or, or, or what his other games would be like mm. and then getting to the gallerist and being like oh yeah like this is but a uh, favorite designer favorite game oh yeah that's great good yeah i will i will i will get the people who are around me in the apocalypse to to love it yeah no. somehow i don't believe i have yeah. one lacerda no. i didn't have any lacerda either yeah no Though i could easily swap out a lot of these for you mm -hmm. know and, and throw a lacerda in i guess the reason i didn't is uh accessibility a little bit sure 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 uh, for my last one, and I have to say, this is probably the best game that starts with a D. <laughs> Dune. <laughs> Treachery. Which, which Dune? Of course. By the way, it, a minute ago, it was Demacher until he said, oh, oh you know what? This is a better way to do it. This is, this is not. This it, is, uh, it was Demacher. It was and never. It switched it. It's never been Demacher. And, and here's the reason why it's Dune because this is a game that I will play with our group. I'm not interested necessarily in 
evangelizing Dune because it's, it's an imperfect I th- game. I think you got to clarify which Dune you're talking about though, because it's a very popular Dune y- y- yes. this now. Yeah, yes, like it's yep. the old Avalon Hill, right. you know, like like you know the yes the, the the one that's all like looks like it's printed on papyrus now because the paper is so old. <laughs> it's, it, it really is. And it the, really the, is. the acids of, of the era, paper of the era, is like eating into it. But like, uh, it is the game. It's the only game I believe that I have that is IP based, mm-hmm. and I feel that there, are, there, are, like you know, like we, we talked about Marvel Snap. Does Marvel Snap get nearly as addictive if, if it's just like a World War II theme for me or any other? Not at all. Not at all. It's because I love the characters and I love the world of Dune, and in our group, uh, we all love that world. And I feel that like to not be able to have that experience, like you know that that joint understanding slash mythology kind of thing uh i think that that would i would miss something in in the gaming experience i mean it's not a perfect game yeah and, <laughs> and we, we, pretty we, much six player only yeah we, we, we've, we've talked about it it's like, got a knock or two yeah like it, it it's but like but it's it is the friendship game that we have in our group yes you know and so that isn't avalon there's a nostalgia factor to it for mm-hmm. sure for sure as well yeah, and so yeah. and so it's the only game that uh, we consistently do not finish, <laughs> and, and every time it it actually makes it to the table, we, we, we it will not always make it to the table, but it makes it to the table. Everyone is smiling. Yeah. Uh, so I can't disagree with that. So like uh, in that way, like I I it, it had no choice but to make it on the list. Uh, it got the auto uh, ten, you know, which ironically feels like a number one wow it's like it's like a palindrome that's that's what (laughs) my list is a palindrome (laughs) oh man well that was that was fun guys i I feel like i know well i I feel like i know elder better (laughs) yeah 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 it was it was a good uh a good thought experiment there yeah democker not never gonna be played again if i only could play 10 games my favorite game would be left in the trash heap of history it'd be very sad I would probably cry uh, more than a little. Guys, good app. Look at that. Two hours right there. Boom. Boom. Nailed it. Done. Um, uh, we're looking forward to a lot more uh, a lot more gaming, a lot more uh, fun for the rest of the year. We're coming down to Christmas time, so I think the Essen releases are going to be coming in soon. Mm-hmm. Looking forward to that. Oh, did you play Foundation? I did. Oh, did you like it? Federation. Federation. Big part. Yes. Can, can you can you give us the two minutes on Federation? Yes, loved it. Good. Um, totally. Like took me. Like it was one of those games where once it started to to sink in, like after round two or or so, mm-hmm. like how it was working, I was like, oh, I immediately want to play this again now. Yeah. And like I can totally. Are you using totally, your ambassador as a vote or as yeah, a? Oh, that is a that is a. a just a wonderful decision, like how that that center works, and and just how all the different uh, levers work together. It's a it's a beautiful game graphically, um, and yeah, I could see why there's so much buzz around it. Like I, I I'm hot to play it again. Absolutely. Yeah, Jennifer, like uh, she she reached out yesterday. I don't know why she did this. She goes like, I don't know if you're uh, busy, uh, and there's no room at the table, but kind of <laughs> wish you were here. Like to play because we need to see if it can be broken. I was going oh, like, "Oh, that's kind of sweet and kind of mean." It was like you know, you're not invited. <laughs> I don't know if you can make it. You're not invited, but wish you were here. <laughs> well, it was it was one of those, um, you know, 
this oh, were, were, were you there were, 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 you yeah. yeah you yeah, played we're, on we're, we're prodding this game we like it there's a lot here we're wondering if these things are 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 broken we need the game breaker to come in here and, there you go and yeah, and, so. uh, uh, yeah. Just, just to be just, just to be mentioned like you know it, it was an honor just being nominated yeah just come in with a with a backhoe and uh and a dozer and see what you can do uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we have a YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash C forward slash GameBrainPod, a Facebook group, a Discord channel, uh, still very active. Uh, please uh, talk to us. Let us know how we're doing. Let we us love know to things hear from that you. you're discovering. We really do. We really, really do. And you have been listening to Game Brain, produced and edited by Matthew Robinson, Tom Donnelly, Trey Alsop, and Ben Mandelker. Special thanks to Daedalus for our incredible music. More on Daedalus at GameBrainPod.com. Thanks to Edamar Peleg for our incredible graphics as well. Uh, you can also get information about his graphics by checking out his contact info on our website. You can reach us by email at contact at GameBrainPod.com or on Twitter at GameBrain underscore pod. Go play some games with friends or make some friends with games. Ow. <laughs>